Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, there is a form that is down in the description of this stream right now where you can put your question down there. And if you can get it down there right now, we'll get it answered on the stream today. Uh, we don't have a lot in there, so uh, now would be a fantastic time. And if you are watching this on the replay, I do wanna let you know that we add timestamps to these now. So if you want to just skip around and see the questions that were asked and answered during the stream, all you have to do is hit the video description and you're going to see a listing down there of all the questions that were asked during the stream. And then you can just hop to all the individual ones that matter the most to you, or you can just sit back and listen to it and learn a bunch of stuff about YouTube. <laughs> so with that out of the way, um, I do want to let everybody know um, that is watching this on the replay and that is here today. Today, that this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. It'll help you um, make thumbnails or help you test your thumbnails so that you can make sure that the thumbnails that you're making are effective for the people that you're trying to reach. In addition to that, TubeBuddy has 90 different tools that will help you with your YouTube channel. So make sure that you check out TubeBuddy at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin so you can see what TubeBuddy can do for you. There's a ton of stuff over there. Um, in addition to that, this is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that I use to live stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And the reason that I use StreamYard is because it's easy, right? I've been using StreamYard for a long time now, and it has saved my behind so many times because it holds everything open for me in the cloud, right? So when you're live streaming, it's bouncing that stream to a cloud server and then sending it up to YouTube and all the other platforms that you multicast to if you're a multicaster. And what's happened to me a bunch of times is I've had internet problems, I've had power go down, I've had computers crash while I'm streaming and stuff like that. And when that happens, StreamYard holds it open in the cloud and then I can jump in on my phone while I'm getting everything restarted and I don't lose the audience and basically make that stream useless. So it's a really awesome feature, but they also make it easy to bring guests onto your stream, they make it easy to add graphics to your stream. Um, they record your live stream in the background so you can repurpose it later. They even have some touch up features now to where you can actually modify your appearance a little bit in terms of smoothing your skin and stuff like that, if that's something that you're into. Um, but it also has a bunch of features that you will find helpful. You can find out everything else about that if you go to uh, streamyard.com or there's a little link right here, nicknimmon.com slash go slash streamyard. If you go there, then of course it gives me um, credit for sending you over there. So make sure you check all that stuff out. And um, as we are getting going today, as you will notice, um, D isn't here today. That's because D is doing a live stream over on the StreamYard channel um, a little bit later with Daniel Batal. They're gonna be looking at channels and doing channel reviews. So because of that, um, make sure that you are around when they are going to uh, be doing that. Um, in addition to that, um, this is gonna be good news for you early birds. Um, so. Daryl Eves has been kind enough to give us a couple of VidSummit tickets to give away. So that's pretty exciting news. So if you are somebody that wanted to go to VidSummit, but you couldn't because, you know, the ticket price, because, you know, it's around, I think it's around like a thousand bucks. So because of that, you know, um, these are some pretty big giveaways um, that we're going to be going, doing today as well. So, you know, if you are somebody that can make it to the Dallas, um, Texas area, October 3rd through the 5th, um, VidSummit is going to be going on as the number one conference for YouTube content creators. People are going to be there sharing how they grow their channels and what it is that they do on their YouTube channels, like Mr. Beast, Zach King, 
uh, Mark Rober, um, Daryl, and you know some of the people that he works with, Matt's Off-Road Recovery. Um, I'm going to be there and a bunch of other people you know, from the YouTube help space that you probably watch as well. Um, but basically, if you're a content creator, you're serious about what it is that you're doing, you'll definitely want to make sure that you check out Bid Summit. But a couple of people today are going to get a free ticket as long as you can make it to the event itself. Okay, so that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the caveat with that. So once we get to that part of the stream today, just make sure that you are, um, you know, available to where you can actually go and, you know, participate at the um, at the event because it's entry into the event, but you, of course, are still going to have to cover like your hotel and, and however it is that you get there. So if you're in the States, you could walk, drive, whatever it takes, just get there, right? <laughs> but with all of that stuff uh, out of the way, super excited to be here today. Um, um, you know, normally I've got D here, uh, you know, kind of running everything. So uh, today I'm a little bit, you know, out of practice before the stream started. I did something here and I'm not sure what I did yet to where when I hit my button, Super chat. like the sound isn't coming through now all of a sudden and I can't figure out why, um, but hopefully those are coming through on your end um, so that you can hear all that stuff to make it, you know, a little bit more, um, to make it a little bit more, uh, you know, fun. So with all of that out of the way, what is going on, Doug Houston? Nice to see you in here. Chantal Hills, what is going on? Nice to see you guys. Jerry Papandria, nice to see you in the stream today. Little Crafty Nook, nice to see you too. Uh, Pixie Dust Traveler, nice to see you in the chat today. Creator Classroom, I hope that you are doing fantastic. And uh, we got a channel named Cute, that's cool. Like to see that as well, Learn Spanish World, what's going on. Hope everybody's doing fantastic. Tiffany, nice to see you here as well. Hope that you are doing great. So let's go, right? Let's get, let's get, into, the, um, let's get into the content today. So the very first question that we have today is from YT, oh yeah, and you've probably noticed that the setup currently looks a little bit different. So I'm streaming from here. Um, some of you may or may not know, just based on you know how long you've been following my channel and stuff, I have a little bit of a problem with my back. So because of that, um, this setup over here, I'm in the process of just kind of redoing everything. And um, right now we're just kind of in limbo with that. So uh, so this whole setup is going to change just a little bit here um, in the you know as we progress through uh, as we progress through time here. And Tiffany said, "Are you standing?" Yes, I am. But um, you know as the stream goes on i'll probably sit down somewhere uh somewhere along the line but the question the very first question we're going to get to is from yt taco yt taco thanks for submitting your question i appreciate it they do mainly fishing content the goal of the channel is for self memories and to share with others the question is i'd like to a quick review or healthy criticism about my channel so we do not do that here um, on this particular stream. We used to do it, but it ended up causing, you know, a bunch of people to request the same thing. And then we ended up, you know, streaming for, you know, like seven hours and longer in order to fulfill all of those. So because of that, you know, we, we don't do those anymore. But if you want to go subscribe to the Tube Spanner YouTube channel, um, I do channel reviews over there. You can find a link to that if you go to my um, community feed because um, I have, you know, one of the one of the posts over there. Next up on our list, we've got King CMC TV, been on YouTube for one year or more. They do gaming content. Um, the goal of the channel is to monetize, to make some moolah. And the question is, I got 1,000 views on my shorts, but my live stream, I get 50 to 80 views after my stream. I know there are two different form of videos, but should I title my live stream like my shorts? For example, Apex Gameplay Live um, to something like these amazing gameplay with Octane. Um, you can do either one. Like the, the whole idea when you're you know uh, um, setting up your live stream and you're optimizing everything is you wanna think about who it is that you're trying to reach 
and then think to yourself, okay, if I'm trying to reach people that are into, uh, you know, Apex, then in that particular case, I need to make sure that I'm using some Apex imagery in my thumbnails. I need to make sure that I'm using Apex somewhere, you know, in the title. And the whole idea with that is to help people be able to recognize that it's something that they care about. So then if they see it, they can come into the stream if they're interested um, in that. But with that, you also want to make sure that you are being, you know, compelling. You don't need to be like overly sensational or anything, but you do want to make sure that you are being, um, you know, compelling because you want people to click on it. But informational, just as a starting point, is perfectly okay, right? Like if you're just getting started and you're like, hey, I just need to write a title to help people identify this and that's what I'm going for, um, then in that case, just going informational is fine. But what I recommend is, you know, all these, you know, like, TubeBuddy, um, TubeSpanner, ChatGPT, like there's a lot of different options for you now in terms of where you can, uh, you know, just drop in titles and just see if it can give you some different title ideas. And then, you know, you can either pick the one that you're gonna roll with originally, or you can say, okay, uh, let me run it through some of these things, uh, some of these tools and see what it spits back in terms of, you know, trying to make it um, compelling. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that helped. Um, next up on the list here, we are at question number three. Sam is uh, how you say that in Thai, for those of you that probably don't care. Um, the channel name is The Dream Builder 21. Uh, Dream Builder 21 does daily content, been on YouTube for less than six months. They have an automotive channel. The goal of the channel, hey, really quick, um, I forgot to mention. So there's been some major updates to YouTube, um, uh, or they are doing a major um, update. We're in the process of it all rolling out as we're having this conversation right now. And another update is coming in September. I meant to talk about this when we first got started, um, but due to my audio issue, I'm coming in a little bit hot today. But um, basically with that particular link update, um, one of the uh, things that they're doing is they're removing. If you're a shorts creator, if you didn't watch the video about it, um, it's on my channel, so you can go you know, get the details. But um, just as a quick recap for everybody that's hanging out here. So if you are a shorts creator or if you just upload shorts you know, from your channel in any capacity, if you add any links to your comment section or you add links to your description, those are going to become unclickable um, as of August 31st. So because of that, um, you want to make sure that you stop adding links there and, um, and that you try try to drive people to your YouTube channel page instead. And the reason for that is they now are rolling out to viewers. We have it as content creators to where we can go ahead and set it all up. But viewers are um, like different groups of viewers are getting access to this, you know, as we're having this conversation. But basically, um, it should be fully rolled out, I think, by um, August 23rd or August 25th, something like that. But, um, but the idea is that when people go to your channel page, you have links that you can set up there. We get 14 links on our uh, channel page now, and they put the, the button essentially to that front and center. Um, right there underneath the, your little bio that you have when somebody lands on your channel page. So when people click on that, what's going to happen um, is there's like a little slide up here. I can, I can just show you. I can just hold it up here and just show you guys what's going on for those of you that aren't um, aware of this yet. So, and then we'll get right back into the questions. I just, I just got to make sure that I, you know, keep you guys up to date on this stuff too. So, um, so basically um, how it works is I have a few different links that I put right here, and then I just tap on one of those links, and then you can see that slide up that happens, right? And then with that slide up, um, I'm just using a handful of links there, but we get the option to add up to 14 different links, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. So instead of having people going directly you know, to your description in your YouTube shorts, instead the workflow for that, the preferred workflow, is to send people over to your channel page, which one is gonna show them the other content that you have, which is a win there. Like that's something, when people are complaining about this, that's one of the things people aren't thinking about because everybody's like, Nick, I, I'm having such a hard time getting people to go from my shorts to my long form content, right? Well, 
this is going to help people get over there. This is also going to train viewers over time to start going to people's bio or their channel pages more and all that stuff. But anyway, the idea is that you want to uh, take people from your YouTube shorts, drive them to your channel page for any links that you are, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, send them to or get them to click on. Um, we'll see here. So next up on the August 28th for viewers. Thanks for that, uh, Renee. Super appreciate it. And he said, um, if you have one link, it's a direct link, multiple links, it pulls up the list. Yeah, some additional clarity there as well. Thank you for that, kind sir. So uh, next up on the list here, as we, um, as we keep on going. Oh, and one more thing, right? You can tell I came in hot today, right? So um, one more thing as well is... As part of that, because um, I know on Reddit, there was, you know, a handful of people that posted about this. And, um, you know, some people were like kind of negative about it because they didn't understand that YouTube was have, having like a fill in feature um, when they were taking away those links or a couple of fill in features. So basically to get for the links that you're putting in your descriptions, you would put those over on your uh, channel page and they are adding something called content links to YouTube shorts. So for those of you that are shorts creators, this is huge because another problem that we've had as content creators is, is how do I get people to go from one of my shorts to one of my long form videos, um, you know, that's related to this short or to any video on my YouTube channel. And because of that, typically the way would be to send people down to your comment section or into your video description. But now they're um, giving us the ability, and this is rolling out next month in September, but they're giving us the ability to link to any video on our YouTube channel that is public or unlisted. Um, if it's private, of course, we can't link to it. But if it's a public or unlisted video, we're gonna be able to link to it. Um, so because of that, this is, you know, one of the bridges that everybody's been waiting for, for getting people to go from shorts over into your long form content. So I um, just want to make sure that I shared that with um, anybody that wasn't um, aware of that or just didn't get a chance to watch the uh, news video yet. Daniel Batal in the house. What's up, dude? Hope that you are doing fantastic. Nice to see you in here. Good luck on the uh, stream that you guys are having um, a little bit later with you and D. He says, uh, so many changes. I've been busy. Uh, Change, this morning changed my channel art because the length, because that big arrow pointed someplace else. Yeah, for like the hit subscribe here, right? Like all the channel art, you know, stuff bringing attention to that area. Yeah, everybody's gonna have to redo their channel art. Uh, it's kind of funny. So um, uh, let's keep on going here with this channel. Okay, so the Dream Builder 21 um, is the uh, name of the channel. Daily content, less than six months is how long they've been on the platform. It's an automotive channel, and the goal of the channel is to entertain people with my projects to distract them from their day. Um, and the question is, how does someone who wants to sponsor you reach out to you? Um, typically, it will come through your About Me page. So what you wanna make sure that you do, um, and most creators do this, but sometimes it's just a small thing that people overlook when they're setting up their YouTube channel because you know maybe they're setting up on a mobile device and maybe they just don't see it, or maybe they're just excited to upload their first video, so they just kinda do the basics and then they you know publish their content. But um, what you need to make sure that you have is on every YouTube channel, um, on the About Me page, there is a button that people can click for business inquiries. So what you wanna do is you wanna make sure that you have an email there and you can find this in your YouTube settings um, where you can uh, if you go into your basic info and under customization you'll be able to add this 
So the path to that is your creator studio and then customization over on the left-hand side and then basic info um, is the third tab over, I believe. Um, click on that and then you scroll down the page and you're going to see the option um, there to add an email. Now, quick tip for you. Um, first, make sure that you add that if you haven't yet so that if somebody does want to sponsor you or collaborate with you, um, they can reach out to you through that. Um, but also as a little quick tip, make sure that you're not using the same exact email. And this is just a security measure. Make sure that you're not using the email that is connected directly to your YouTube account. And the reason for that is just because one, that's just one more step away um, if somebody is like trying to get into your YouTube account or something like that in terms of, you know, extra work they're going to have to do to try to figure out the email that's connected directly to your YouTube account. I friend Chris, super thank you for chat. the super chat. I appreciate it. And uh, let's see here. There was, let me click into here. Okay, there we go. So, uh, and I'm worth it. Welcome to the Nimanati. It's funny, I can't hear this, so I gotta, I gotta watch the meter. There we go. Uh, welcome to the Nimanati. Make sure when you get the chance, I think you're already over there, but um, just to be on the safe side, make sure when you get the chance, you go to nimanvip.com. It's gonna redirect you to our members only Facebook group. If you can do that before the stream is over today, I can get you uh, in there as, stream, as, soon, as soon as the stream is complete. Okay, so next up on our list, we've got... Number four, we got Us Plus Dad is the name of the YouTube channel. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. They do Roblox gaming and role play content. The goal of the channel is to create an interactive Roblox um, community. And the question is, we started our channel on May 1st and we're about to hit 16,000 subscribers. Congratulations, that's huge. Like, just so you know, like that is a fantastic start. Um, it says, it feels like we're just scratching the surface of our, surface of our possibilities. Absolutely, you are. Um, we just purchased a, a Vid Summit tickets for my wife and I. Um, not gonna lie, um, it seems intimidating. So the question is, what advice would you give when it comes to interacting with fellow creators? Thanks for all that you do. So first off, with you know you automatically getting that not automatically but you getting that momentum right out of the gate um you are going to get just massive amounts of value out of vid summit because you're already in motion so because of that you're going to be able to take that information and then take you know all the stuff that you learn from vid summit apply it to what it is that you're doing and just kind of accelerate things so that you're going to learn a ton um so when it comes to interacting with fellow content creators one of the things that i want you to know um about vid summit is when you go there like and, and, and I, I understand this because, you know, uh, when people have new YouTube channels, a lot of times they, the, the way that they are thinking about other content creators um, is they'll be like, oh, well, you know, I've got, you know, a thousand subscribers on my channel, but, you know, that person over there has, you know, two million subscribers on their YouTube channel. So I'm like a little bit intimidated or whatever. But just remember, everybody is another person just like you are. They're just at a different place in the journey and everybody there understands that. So the conversations like like when you, you know, go and you introduce yourself to people or you just, you know, join circles of people that are just standing there, you know, talking about YouTube or you sit down on, you know, a sofa in the hotel lobby with other content creators that are sitting there talking about YouTube. Um, nobody's like, hey, what's going on before we let you in this conversation, how many subscribers you have, right? <laughs> like, that's just not a part of it at all. Like the way that um, th the whole thing is set up and just the approach that everybody takes is with that particular uh, conference, it's like an industry conference. It's not like um, VidCon, for example, where it's more like fan-based. Um, it's more of like, uh, you know, just like peers. So because of that, 
the question of like, hey, how many subscribers do you have? It, it hardly even comes up at all, if at all. So, you know, because of that, just be comfortable. Just approach people, you know, just like you would. Ask them, hey, you know, what's your channel about? Um, you know, why, you know, what brought you to Vid Summit? You know, those types of things. Um, and then that will, you know, be a conversation starter to, you know, get your uh, get your foot in the door. But when you're there, definitely come up and say hi to, uh, definitely come up and say hi to me um, as well. Um, would love to uh, get to know you. Uh, would love to get to know you over there. So, um, and uh, Lil Crafty Nook says the social aspect, um, uh, what'd she say, um, is worth it all. Absolutely. And one of the cool things is like, you know, you'll learn a lot, you know, from everybody that's on stage. But um, in addition to that, like just the conversations that you're having with people like in the hallways and stuff, like, you know, it, there's a really good chance this happens to a lot of people that you get like the value before the event even starts. Like when everybody's, you know, doing like the registration and like the night before when everybody's having like the meetups and stuff, like a lot of people will get like the full value out of it there and then everything else is a bonus so uh it, it's incredible so i'm glad that you're going so um let's see here so next up on our list we have question number number five here question number five um says uh it's from one step the upload schedule is every other day they've been on youtube for one year or more they do fighting games the goal of the channel is to turn their skills and knowledge into a profitable and fun career the question good morning my dude good morning my dude says um Hey, let's say hypothetically, I had like 40 shorts ready to upload and go, and I'm constantly getting more made. How many could I upload in a day? Like, is there a limit, a rule, or anything about how much you can upload when it comes to shorts? Um, like, would uploading none cause them to perform, or would uploading more cause them to perform worse? Or does upload cadence even affect performance? Thanks for all you do. So um, when it comes to uploading to YouTube shorts, I'm not sure if there's a daily limit, um, to be honest with you. Like, uh, I know they let people upload a lot of shorts, but I'm not sure what the actual cap is on how many that you can upload every single day. Um, one thing that I would do though, is I know that you have a lot of shorts ready to go and that you also have uh, a lot of, you know, shorts that you're going to have made, but just like, you know, your regular YouTube content, I would get on a schedule of some kind and uh, just stick to that schedule and just say, okay, I'm going to do like, you know, three a day or, you know, five a day, whatever the thing is. And, um, and, and just make sure that you give yourself enough build in time. And by doing that, you're going to release the pressure of like, Hey, the clock's running out. I got to have a bunch of stuff, you know, ready to go here, uh, you know, by, three days from now, right? So it just kind of relieves some of that pressure. And then it allows you, that will allow you to kind of build the queue out of uh, content so that you can make sure that you stay consistent for a very long time um, on your YouTube channel. Um, iPhone Chris, I will turn my mic up here just a little bit. Thanks for the uh, heads up there. Yeah, so basically before uh, I started streaming today, so like I grabbed my, cause I have, here I'll show you here real quick. So this Rodecaster here, this is the one that I had set up over here, but um, it doesn't have any of the like sound effects or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, um, let me get the Rodecaster from over there. Um, I almost brought the ATEM over here too, but I didn't. But uh, because of that, you know, my tech is a little bit, uh, a little bit weird. It, it was fine right before I went live. Um, and then I raised the desk up. And as soon as I raised the desk up, uh, raised the desk up, um, then, you know, it got, it got a little bit weird. So uh, let's see here. So next up on our list here, run number six already. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about all things uh, related to YouTube. Um, I'm answering questions that people are putting down in the form that is down in the description of this stream right now. So if you have a question, um, just go ahead and put it down in the um, form and, um, and we'll see if we can get to it today. Um, as of right now, we should get to it. So next up we have um, our killer obsession is the name of the channel. Um, and, uh, 
Someone said, where's D um, today? Green Yard says, where's D today? So um, my brother, um, D and Daniel Batal are doing a live stream on the StreamYard YouTube channel um, here in a few hours. So because of that, um, D is hanging out, um, you know, at the studio there so that while I'm finishing this one up, they can be getting ready for that one without any like overlap or, you know, anything like that. Um, but one killer obsession, um, says they upload, uh, one time per week or more. They do true crime content. The goal of the channel is first goal is to monetize. And the question is why don't our videos seem to get views? Um, we get low views on our videos and our last few shorts got at most like five views. Are we doing something wrong? So, um, when it comes to getting views on your YouTube videos, the very first thing to remember is that, you know, you are making content for other people. And I'm sure, you know, that's something that you're, you know, aware of already, but, um, because of that, you know, a lot of what it is that not all, a lot, like everything that you're doing comes down to how people respond to the content that you're publishing. So the very first thing that you want to do, uh, if you're not, you know, getting any activity at all, is you want to go and just confirm that you're getting impressions from YouTube. So for those of you that are new to YouTube, what is an, what it, or if you just don't know what that means, um, what an impression is, is an impression is when YouTube shows your content to somebody somewhere on the platform. So if you see that you're getting impressions, even if it's, you know, not a large amount, but you see impressions are coming in, um, then in that particular case, it's like, okay, so YouTube is showing my content to people, which means, right, me, like I, I, there's something going on with my content. So how do we figure that out? Well, the first thing that you do is you look at the impressions that you're getting. And if you're not getting a lot, like in your case, I'm looking right here at your channel and it looks like, you know, 112 views, 39 views, things like that. So because of that, you're not really going to get much information on your click through rate. However, if you do go in and you see that you have like an extremely low click through rate and for reference, the average on YouTube is between two and 10%, um, two on the low end, 10%, obviously on the high, but basically what you want to, uh, what you want to think about there is, um, uh, you know, if you are getting, you know, a decent amount of impressions, then in that case, you can look at your click through rate and see, you know, are you able to get people to click, right? That's step one, because if they don't click, then nothing else can happen after that in the chain. So, um, you have to make sure that you are, you know, getting those clicks. Um, and then from there, you can actually go deeper by going into your traffic sources report on your YouTube channel and your analytics. And in your traffic sources report, it will actually show your click through rate compared to the impressions on the different pages of YouTube. So you can see, you know, home pages, how people are responding, YouTube search, how people are responding, um, suggested videos, how people are responding. And it just gives you context on, you know, that particular part of it in terms of getting people to click. And with this, we're talking about your, your, your regular, I keep saying regular, but I'll just say your long form videos. Um, and then from there, the next thing you have to look at is you have to look at if, uh, you know, people are clicking, even if it's just a few people, then what does my audience retention reports look like? So for every video that we publish to our YouTube channel, YouTube gives us a report um, that shows us second by second how people are responding to our content. And you actually have a drop down there where you can change it to compared to other videos and it'll show you how people are responding to your videos compared to other videos of similar length on the platform. So what you do is you use those particular tools to start figuring out like, okay, is it, is it the content or is something up with YouTube with them not showing my content to people or like what went on? And like 99.999% of the time, YouTube is showing the content to people. It's just the content creator is having trouble getting people to come in or once they come in, they're having trouble, you know, getting people to watch for, you know, a competitive amount of time um, or 
you know, maybe they are watching for a little bit, but then, you know, they're abandoning the video quickly because you're trying to send them to a website or something like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people end up, you know, leaving, you know, because of that. So, you know, there's all these different variables involved. So those would be the first things that I would look at. And then when it comes to your shorts, Similar thing goes in terms of your uh, retention. So, you know, when it comes to your shorts, like you don't have to worry about, you know, getting people to click because YouTube is showing your shorts to people anyway. Um, you know, like when they just slide up in the feed, right? Like it's not like long form content where somebody has to make a conscious decision to come in and watch your videos. So instead it's like, hey, I'm on my phone. And then like, whoop, there you are, right? So, um, um, so there, the same exact thing applies where you just wanna make sure that you are looking in your retention reports there and seeing you know, if a lot of people are, are sliding away. Um, so YouTube gives us a stat that actually tells us are people watching or swiping our shorts. So you wanna go and you wanna look at that as well. And if you, know, you have tons of people that are just swiping away, then that tells you that like, okay, well, you know, maybe we need to do something a little bit different with the content. Maybe we need to do something different with our intro to hook people a little bit better. Um, maybe, you know, when we're starting the intros of our shorts, maybe we need to do something there to grab people's attention for the, you know, people that we're trying to reach. And you basically just start at that entry point of as soon as my content slides up in the feed, what happens, right? Like, what is it that the viewer is experiencing there? And um, one thing to think about too, is if you are having difficulty um, in shorts, sometimes um, if you're making content and then you're repurposing some of your shorts into, uh, or repurposing some of that content into uh, shorts directly out of the long form, in some cases, because that content wasn't designed for the short shelf, um, in some cases that can actually, you know, it, it can not perform well just because it's not an appropriate piece of content for the short shelf. It might get in front of like a handful of people, but if it's not actual, you know, like content, um, then in that particular case, you know, it can, uh, you know, cause people not to respond well to it. So just make sure that you are keeping that in mind uh, when it comes to your, um, when it comes to your shorts. And there's other things too, like, um, for example, you know, topically, you know, what are you talking about? How, how broad of a topic is it that you're discussing? Um, you know, like what exactly is your sharing? What exactly are you sharing? Um, you know, how are you, you know, optimizing it to bring attention to it? Um, in term, and what I meant by. What's up people, this your boy Viper, the man about tech. Viper, my man in the house. What's up, dude? Hope that you're doing awesome. Looking forward to seeing you here in a couple months at uh, Bid Summit. Next month, well, month and a half uh, here at Bid Summit, dude. Nice to uh, see you here, as always, my man. Um, so, uh, um, what was I going to say? But yeah, yeah, for uh, for you know your your content, just make sure that you are looking at um, make sure you're looking at those things if you are having you know trouble getting that initial uh, getting that initial you know movement going on your channel. And another thing too. Um, you said your last few got no, uh, got no views. Yeah. You know, th those are things where you also have to look at and think about, you know, topically, right? Like, okay. Um, you know, if we're talking about, you know, this specific thing, like, you know, what percentage of the people that I'm trying to reach with this or our target audience, what percentage of those people would be interested in this particular topic? Like, are you going super narrow, um, in terms of, you know, the, um, accessibility or the interest in that topic for the people within your, within your, uh, niche or interested in your niche, um, um, or is it more of a wide topic or a more broad um, audience topic within your niche? Or is it just total broad audience, right? Like th these are things that you got to make sure that you're considering um, if, you know, if uh, you're, you know, not getting a lot of views. Um, so, here, so next up, we've got Home Rapid Repair is our next question. Um, they've been on YouTube for one week or more. 
I'm um, sorry, they upload one time per week or more. They're like, they're probably like, wait, what? I'm on YouTube way more than one week. Um, anyway, Home Improvement um, is the type of channel. The goal of the channel is to become a trusted source and help people and profit someday. And the question is, thanks for your help. Um, we just got into the YouTube Partner Program. High five and fist bump to you. Nice work. Um, says that um, if we start weekly live streams to answer home improvement questions, should we space them out from our normally normal weekly videos? Um, I would. You know, that's typically a practice that I like to do. Um, I experiment a lot in terms of like publish days and stuff, but like one of the things that um, that is helpful um, on YouTube, just in general, like all of you guys should be doing this, is picking a day of the week or, you know, whatever your upload schedule is and try to get as rigidly consistent with that schedule as you possibly can. And as part of that, like, let's say you upload, you know, one video per week, then do like, you know, that one video and then have, you know, a few days later where you do your live stream. Um, and then that way it just gives everything a little bit of space. And then you can also use that live stream if you wanted to, to reference that video that you published, like I did with the news thing here a little bit earlier. And then with that, that gives, uh, you know, people that were in the live stream, a chance that haven't seen it yet to go over there and watch it because you're spreading awareness about it. And, um, you know, those types of things can also be helpful because like um, with my AI video, for example, um, we had a um, live stream that we did that day and I changed the thumbnail right before the live stream. And then um, I also, you know, let people know about it, you know, during this live stream. And then, you know, right as all of that was happening, um, you know, that, that, you know, got an extra, you know, kick, um, so to speak. So, um, you know, doing a, a live stream and having a little bit of space there, um, if you're publishing like once a week or even twice a week and just kind of spacing everything out, um, it gives you the opportunity to just, you know, be jumping into people's minds in their recent viewer history um, on a regular basis. Because, you know, one way to think about this is if you publish uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, let's say you have two videos in a, in a live stream, you publish Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, um, you know, all of those long term could do fine. But the the thing is for people coming back and watching the videos, um, you know, you're basically asking them to watch your video every single day, and then kind of forget about you, you know, for the, for the rest of the week for the people that are most engaged in what it is that you're doing. Um, but if you space them out a little bit, then that way, it's like, oh, hey, another video. Oh, hey, you know, I haven't seen them for a few days. Oh, hey, they're on a live stream. Let me go in and hop into that. So it just kind of gives you, you know, a little bit more of like a, you know, a, a cadence and just keeps you fresh in people's, you know, minds, um, which, you know, can be advantageous. So uh, next up on our list here, we've got, oh, we did that one already. We've got uh, Circle H Scuba. Circle H Scuba updates uh, one time per week or more. Um, they've been on YouTube for less than a year. They do scuba education and how-to. The goal of the channel is to get more scuba, uh, more people scuba diving and earn a full-time income. And the question is, um, what tips do you have for building a scheduled content calendar but allowing room for sponsored videos and or collaborations where dates may change due to the third party involved? I want to schedule in advance but be flexible to meet a brand's needs or um, a collaboration need. So when you're building a, a content schedule, the you know one of the ideas for the content schedule or a content calendar is you're putting it into a calendar so that you can you know make sure that you publish and that you're consistent. Um, but if you wanted to, you could have just like wildcard content in there to where you could say, okay, this we're going to do something. Um, it could be a sponsored video or it's going to be a collaboration or something. But like these are content that we have scheduled to make or that we've already made, so we're going to go ahead and get those slotted in. And then um, for any of the wildcard stuff, like you know a piece of sponsored content or collaboration video or something 
something like that, um, then you would just identify it as that. And then, you know, you would just keep an eye on it, make sure you can fill in that blank. And then if not, um, I would have some additional content that you can have, you know, like on the side, so to speak, or that you've pre-made um, to where if those things don't come to fruition by the time you get to that point in the calendar, then you do have like a fallback video that you can drop in there or, or you can go live or, you know, something like that to kind of fill that gap, but just have those spots in your schedule for just like miscellaneous, right? Um, the thing that works against you there is, you know, one thing that's really powerful on YouTube is, you know, kind of creating, um, not kind of, but creating in a series where, you know, you're driving people, you know, into, uh, you know, content that it makes sense for them to watch back to back. And when you publish the videos back to back like that also, then it can keep bringing people back, you know, to your channel that are interested in that thing or watching, you know, the additional videos in that series. Um, so when you are, um, you know, throwing those wild cards in there, um, it could throw one of those wild cards right in the middle of one of those series if you are taking, you know, that particular approach, um, which I recommend, by the way, that you do take that approach of, you know, making content and thinking about out. somebody watches this what are they likely to watch next um let's see here next up on our list here number 10 cruising today um says playing the mom game is the name of the channel they do decluttering organization and lifestyle content the goal of the channel is a creative outlet current goal is to monetize with the partner program um question says i have only 23 videos so far a lot of videos, by the way. <laughs> 23 videos is no joke, right? Be proud of yourself. Um, uh, so far, in a few playlists, and some of the videos are in multiple playlists. When someone sees a playlist on an end screen, it seems like the thumbnail of that playlist is usually the first video in the playlist. Is that always the case, or is YouTube smart enough to know if the viewers already watched that video and then display a different thumbnail? Um, the same question goes for once the person clicks into the playlist, does YouTube show them videos that they already watched? Yes. So um, playlists are not like a recommendation feature. Playlists are a way that you can um, like group your content together um, based on, you know, different things that you're doing. So, you know, for example, if you were, you know, making uh, videos about, you know, Mac computers, then in that particular case, maybe you have a playlist on, you know, um, accessories, right, for like, a you know, one of the computers. Um, and then let's say, you know, one of the other ones is like, you know, one of your other playlists is like comparison videos, like, you know, Mac mini versus Mac studio, MacBook Pro versus MacBook or MacBook Pro, 16 m2 versus macbook pro m114 you know like that kind of stuff um but when you have all of those uh in a playlist they are they are sorted by you okay so you can set up playlists to where it'll automatically put the most recent video at the top um and then that way it makes it automated and, and hands off for you um or you can manually sort and you can put videos wherever it is that you need them now just as a tip for you one of the things that you can do when you are um, uh, when you are sharing the playlist, um, if you go into the playlist itself that you're going to be sharing, and then you click into the video that you would like that playlist to start at. Um, so like, let's say, for example, this stream that you're watching right now, let's imagine that I put this into a playlist. And if I was driving you into that playlist, then in that case, I wouldn't want you to see this one, right? Like I wouldn't want this to be the first one that you dropped in on. So because of that, what I would do is I would go into that particular playlist um, on my channel page, and then I would click on the second video that isn't this, um, and then I would use that link. And then what happens is in the actual address bar, YouTube puts like a, um, I think it's like equals index two or something like that, or index equals two, something along those lines. Um, but basically what will happen is when people click on that, um, it will default them down to that next video instead of it being that, you know, recent video that you published or that video that, you know, you made that you're sending people into that playlist for. 
Um, next up on our list, I'm going to answer this one really quick, just from the chat. It says, hey, what's the best time of the day to post a video? Um, what you want to think about there is you want to think about um, the people that are interacting with your content, um, you know, the people that you're targeting. You want to think about, you know, like the initial group of people that you're trying to reach, like for me, because, you know, my first demographic that I like to hit with my content is over in the US. So because of that, um, you know, I usually publish my videos um, early in the morning, um, East Coast time. And then that allows me to ride the wave, you know, all the way across the country and then, you know, take it around the world from there. Um, so uh, when it comes to that, just think of that. Um, also think of the lifestyle that the people that you're trying to reach um, would be living. So for example, um, the, the, the easy one that I like to give people <laughs> in terms of examples is like, let's say that you are somebody that is um, with your content, let's say you're targeting like single parents. Well, in that particular case, if you publish at, you know, uh, like at, at a time when, you know, all of them are busy getting their kids ready for school and, you know, things like that, then in that particular case, the initial response of that um, might not be fantastic because they won't be able to watch it until later, right? Um, but one thing to keep in mind, um, two th extra things I'm going to tell you here is one thing to keep in mind is that the initial performance of the video does not always dictate the long-term performance of the video. So when you publish something, even if it doesn't do that great right out of the gate, sometimes, you know, it, it can do really great later. Um, you know, I've had on my channel and on of people that I've worked with, I've had many occasions where something's been published, and then uh, you know, like it's like, oh, this sucks. Nobody's responded well to this, and then uh, you know, like a month later or two months later, it starts really picking up momentum, and then it ends up becoming like one of the main breadwinners for the channel. Um, so you know that happens. But the other thing I want to share is that inside of your YouTube analytics, if you go to your audience tab, um, YouTube shows us when our viewers are online. So one thing that can also be helpful is publishing right as your viewers are coming online. And then as more and more of them are coming online, then, you know, based on how the others are responding to it. So it's, you know, that's always the rule. But based on how the other people are responding to it that are seeing it first, um, then a lot of those, you know, people are going to get recommended it as well if people are having a good experience with it. So um, let's see here. So next up on our list, Doug says at 747 on a Thursday. <laughs> uh, we got Learn Spanish World. Learn Spanish World says that they um, upload one time per week or more. They do educational content. The goal is to provide value to my community by uploading well-structured Spanish lessons, lessons while I work hard in order to become a full-time YouTuber. The question is, I've been um, battling a lack of motivation this this happens. Um, work has truly burned me out, and this has affected my weekly uploads, which are now one video every two weeks. Any advice? How to overcome lack of motivation and how to regain some energy? Um, I'm flying uh, to South America and will be experiencing uh, experimenting with travel Spanish vlogs. Hopefully, I'll be able to edit while overseas. Um, so, what you're doing right here is a great way to kind of help with that. Just doing something a little bit, you know, different, um, because then you know you're kind of re-inspired, right? Where it's like you're not doing the same old thing, you know. Um, so that can that can be extremely helpful. Um, in addition to that, like one thing that's that's that I find to be good for motivation is to, you know, just have a really strong purpose for what it is that you're trying to do. So one of the things that you have here is, you know, trying to become a full-time content creator. Um, so in that case, if that's not working, then uh, that isn't, you know, enough motivation. So because of that, you know, see if you can direct it towards other people and see if that'll do the thing. So for me, one of the things that helps me is I've had, I've been fortunate because of, you know, my channel and stuff, I've been fortunate to have people tell me that like, hey, you know, because you published this video, um, you know, I watched that video and then, you know, I was able to make changes and now things are great and all that. So I've had that opportunity. Um, so like the, the specific words that they used was 
um, you know, because you, it was something along the lines of, because you decided to publish a video that day, um, YouTube recommended it to me and I watched it. And um, I, I can't remember if it like helped them understand something or whatever, but basically like it flipped the switch and then like they're, you know, they started making some changes and then like everything started going in the right direction for them. Um, so the specific video that they were referencing um, was a video that I made on a day that I didn't want to make any content, right? Because, you know, it happens to me too, to where it's like, you know, there's some days to where it's like, yeah, I'm not feeling it today. Um, I woke up, maybe I didn't sleep great. Uh, maybe, you know, the day before, you know, my diet wasn't that great. Maybe I hadn't had enough water, whatever. You know, there's all it gets a jillion different reasons. Somebody cut you off in traffic, whatever, right? But like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's those days where you just don't want to do it. But um, if you can have that reason, that why, to where it's like, hey, if I publish this, like in your case, because you're teaching people Spanish, if I publish this, then I might be able to impact someone in a way to where they're going to do where maybe something will click with that person and then they will have a better command of the language and be able to apply that to other aspects of the language, which will help them be able to travel easier or maybe help them to, you know, find, you know, a significant other or, you know, whatever the thing is. Um, so because of that, I would, you know, try to see if you can reframe your why, um, because if the current one isn't working, um, see if you can find like a deeper, you know, um, reason or a deeper impact. Um, that you can make. Yeah, Eric Waite says, or bad hair day. Yeah, I, I feel you. Um, but like, uh, you know, just finding that, you know, uh, a little bit of a deeper reason that that, that keeps you going. Um, let's see here. So next up, um, Atamina's uh, Clearing Clutter says, 77 to 173 subscribers in one week. Thanks for all your tips. High five and fist bump to you heading in the right direction. I absolutely love it. Do I have applause on here yet? I think so. Man, I wish I could hear these. What is going on? What, what do I need to do here in order to hear these? I already unplugged it and plugged it back in because, you know, everybody would be like, hey, Nick, unplug it and, you know, restart it three times. That always works. Um, but, yeah, that uh, unfortunately didn't didn't work. But anyway, um, let's see here. So, yeah, so congratulations to you uh, for that. Um, next up, we have on our list here. Uh, gardening with beer brown gardening with beer brown uh they upload uh one time per week or more they've been on youtube for a year or more they have a gardening channel nice um the goal is to teach people how to grow food and to be full-time one day and the question is when you started youtube did your view duration go up and down um i've been at this for a year and a half and i was curious about this i just crossed ten thousand subscribers um this week congratulations another applause right here everybody come on nice work Ten thousand subscribers love it um, I felt like I should be better at this now. Um, thanks. I use Creator Mix for the first time, um, and that's great, too. Awesome. Glad that you're enjoying the music over there. So um, when it comes to uh, your audience retention, so, um, yeah, it, it, it can go up and down, um, you know, depending on how aggressive you are with that, um, you know, some people will... Um, just obsess over their audience retention, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but some people will, will obsess about it, and that obsession will cause them to identify little nuances that people won't see if they just spend like you know a couple minutes just kind of looking at the graph, right? So um, uh, if you're like really wanting to improve it, um, make it an obsession of sorts, and really start digging into your content. Really start thinking about things like: um, Am I talking too much? Am I talking too slowly? Am I showing myself too much? Am I showing the other stuff too much? Um, am I just like hitting it and going or 
am I like going for a little bit and then I'm like changing things up a little bit to kind of interrupt the, you know, the way that the viewer is experiencing the content. And then I bring them back into the content and, you know, keep going there. And then I kind of rinse and repeat that process. Um, is there any type of story I'm trying to bring people through? Um, and, you know, when I'm taking people through that story, are there any parts of that um, that I'm just kind of putting out of order? Um, and, you know, just kind of really get granular with it um, in order to, you know, overcome, you know, what it is that you're running into. But just as a heads up, though, like, um, you know, for most content creators, like when you publish videos, people are, are you know, they're going to experience them differently. I mean, you have um, people like Mr. Beast, for example, where, you know, he, you know, also, you know, his will fluctuate from video to video, but, you know, he's just really good because he's obsessed over it of, you know, just get, get stopping people at the beginning and then just writing the video out. Right. Um, but if you are, you know, if, if you want to take it to that level and absolutely you can, um, if you want to do that, then I would just spend tons and tons of time just watching your videos along with that audience retention graph just over and over and over again, and just taking notes like, okay, what was I doing before this drop off, you know, with, with this hook right here with how I'm starting my videos. Um, if I go through my entire video library, um, is there any of my video starts to where I had a, a better, you know, a, a better experience for the viewer right when my video first started? If so, what was I doing? How did I, how did I start it? What was the title of that video? What was the topic? What was the promise of the video? Um, and start looking into, you know, all of those things. Um, let's see here. Um, Daryl Eve's in the house. What's up, my man? Um, we did get the link. Um, I have that to you in your, uh, in your Facebook. Um, but before you come on, um, if you are going to come on, um, I am having a little bit of a issue here with my roadcaster, um, where the audio that is coming back out of it, um, isn't, isn't coming out of it that, uh, that wonderfully, uh, right now at this moment in time. So one thing that I could do is, um, if you came on, um, if you want to like carry it for a minute and then I can just kind of re, you know, kind of do this stuff on my end and get my audio coming through if, uh, if you wanted to do that. So, um, just let me know, um, over on, uh, Facebook, I have it open right here so that I can see, let me turn off dark mode. Yeah. So I can see, uh, Oh, there you are. You're on. Okay. I see it. Okay. Yeah. So just let me know in Facebook, um, if that, if that works on your end, um, and then, uh, and then we'll take it from there. Um, let's see here. So next up. We've got, sure, let's try. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so if you click the, I think that that's the, uh, give me one second here, and uh, we are going to do this. That was a little bit of a spoiler alert for everybody here. <laughs> what's, uh, what's getting ready to, uh, what's getting ready to happen here. So uh, let's see here, eight, five, okay, there we go. Yeah, so then that way we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to get this uh, together as well, and then I'll be able to get the audio coming through also, and then we'll be able to rock and roll um, that way. So we got a special guest, um, as you can tell, that's coming on. Um, super excited to have uh, Daryl on. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with Daryl Eves, um, he's going to be helping you know answer the questions here today. Um, but uh, Daryl, um, while he's coming on right here, um, he is the executive producer of the hit TV show The Chosen. Um, he owns over 27 YouTube channels with gold play buttons. That's over a million subscribers. He's responsible for billions and billions and billions of views um, through his channels and the channels of the people that he works with. He's the mastermind behind the YouTube growth 
Growth Program, ChannelJumpstart.com. Um, he's helped countless content creators, um, obviously, um, through his YouTube channel and through his mentorship. And um, yeah, here he is, Daryl Eves. What is going on, my man? Hope that you're hey. fantastic. I'm probably not even going to be able to hear you. So, uh, oops, here we go. Let me go to this Can one. you hear me now, Nick? So Are you uh, still having issues? Okay. How about so everybody else? Can you everybody else hear me? Hopefully everybody can hear him. So I'm going to step out for a second and I'll be right back so I can reset everything um, in order to uh, to get this going. So we're coming in We're coming in hot. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super excited to be here. And as Nick's trying to figure things out, um, the internet has gone down and up. So hopefully we have it. Uh, no technical difficulties. Met a wedding in Mexico, uh, but excited to be here with you. Uh, there's a couple things that um, I want to just really talk about. Had an opportunity um, yesterday to have some conversations with some creators that are just struggling. Um, my question to you is: Do you feel at times really motivated to win? Put it in the put it in the comments. I want to just be able to see that. Um, for me, um, I, I think we we kind of have ebbs and flows. We have ups and downs. And uh, one of the things that I really want everyone to to fill is to be able to feel like they're supported number one number two that it is um you have more longevity and i, I literally build a career along uh trying to just really last because like this is a huge opportunity it's a huge business and i wanted to be able to really not only have that in my culture but also the culture of people that we we have around so really um, get it. Um, I was chat chatting with a content creator yesterday and they were just frustrated because just, it didn't feel like things were working. And I want to, I want to focus in on what I really look at. Cause I, I think, you know, over the course of, I just crossed 91 billion uh, views this month. Um, and, and we have over 34 gold play buttons. Um, one of the things that I really focus in on is can we improve each video? Um, I really don't care about the output of the, the, the views or the, how many subscribers are gained, but I want to be able, can I improve? And so ultimately, as I was discussing with this content creator, um, I, I just gave a list of some YouTubers like, oh, they're boring or I don't like them or whatever. I'm like, stop, stop, stop for a second because, you know, they have some really great uh, retention and you might be missing something. And, and really, where do you need to focus your, uh, uh, your energy and time? And ultimately, it's coming back down to those small little things that we need to do every day. And so um, I, I had this discussion with them about how to have longevity. And it's like, it, it, it's basically twofold. Number one, don't focus in on anyone else. Don't focus in on competitors. I don't believe there is competitors. I think the only competition is yourself. And the second thing is focus in on the metrics that matter. I know that a lot of people focus in on views and that's the way that they, they gauge it. For me, I want to be able to see, did I create a piece of content that brought value and how was that value translated in views? And so that's really, really important. So Nick, hopefully you have some audio right now. I can't hear you though. <laughs> I, I can't hear you. Are you, you unmuted? There we go. It should be all right now. There we go. Got it. All right. Woo. We are there. Okay. So I don't know if you heard a word, but I was talking about where to focus, like focus your attention. 
um, that you have control over. Don't worry about other other channels and you're trying to compete with them. Just compete with yourself and then really look to bring value in the videos. Like I, I always like to figure out how do I get people to click? And then most importantly, this is probably the big one that um, most people don't talk about is I, I try to figure out how do I get people to share? And, and if I can get them to share, that creates a feedback loop. And then ultimately, you know, when, when you have content that really connects, uh, they're thinking of two or three other people that they actually want to share that with. So nice. So on the, on the sharing side, um, what, like what, uh, what advice do you have for content creators that are trying to get more people to share their content? Yeah, my, my big thing is I, I, I come up with the idea for the video. So what is, what is the idea for the video? If I don't have the title and thumbnail where I feel like it's a banger, um, I, I basically pass on it. And so, uh, you know, the idea for the video, title, thumbnail, and then, believe it or not, it's not even the hook that I focus in on. I'm, I'm thinking, what do I want people to take away? What is the shareable moment in the video that people are going to go, oh, my gosh, did you see that? And then want to talk to other people or, oh, my gosh, this really resonated with me. And I need to send it to Johnny because Johnny is going the same way I do. That's where I really focus in on is what, what is that shareable moment that that content creator or I'm sorry, the viewer um, is going to experience. And then when, when I feel good that I was like, OK, everything's good on the title thumbnail. Everything's good on that shareable moment. How am I going to pull people into the story? And, and that's kind of the, the process that I go through uh, 100 percent on on content creation. Nice. And uh, one thing I forgot to add when I was bringing him in, because I was kind of in panic mode, if I was honest, um, he's also the author <laughs> of YouTube Formula <laughs> as well. So uh, make sure you check this out. Um, also, you can get this on Amazon. And um, uh, yeah, you're, you'll learn a lot from uh, from this also. So um, um, Daryl, man, you ready to, uh, since we're uh, like, I'm just gonna do a fresh start here. So like, you're ready to Let, answer some questions it. today. I hope you're doing awesome. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm so excited. So glad it's working so, out. So uh, the next uh, the next question is from Iku, the Variety Gamer. Um, they yep. do a gaming Let's Play channel. The goal of the channel is they are a passionate gamer um, and they like to share that passion with others. Also, they would like to make a living from content creation in the future. Um, the question is, I mainly make long form Let's Play videos, currently rendering a video right now. Um, and, I, and I was wondering if I would start streaming a game that I'm spending a lot of time on at the moment called Warframe. It's not the same realm of other long form bids, so would it hurt my channel? So the way that I like to look at content is why are people watching your videos? Are they watching it because you play a certain game or are they watching it because of you? Because um, I think at the end of the day, uh, people are, are coming back. And what we want to do is, is create uh, an audience that cares about you and the content you're creating. Because the reason why we want to do that, and that's eventually the goal of everyone, is so that when they see something, um, they'll click on it regardless if they want to do it or not because they're supportive and they want to see, hey, what's actually going on instead of saying, eh, I don't want to watch that video. I'd rather spend time over here on this other channel. And so uh, ultimately, I, I, I get really weary on um, making big leaps uh, when, when it comes to a YouTube channel. What I want to do is small tweaks. And so uh, one thing that I teach and preach, not only in the book, but also my students in Channel Jumpstart, is to, to experiment. Um, like what we need to do is like, okay, what, what could be something that we could actually bring into a video that can bring value. It can be engaging. It'd be fun, but it's not like, it's very lateral with the content that we're creating. Um, the only difference would be maybe that's not the same, uh, title, uh, from there. So I would basically look at what can you do there? 
there might be a way you can actually introduce it earlier to do a compare and contrast uh, with the current game, Let's Play, and the other ones, and you're just doing it to see, hey, is this something fun? Is it something that we want to explore together as a community? Uh, that's what I would look into for sure. Nice. Yeah, another thing, too, um, that, that I like to recommend as well is, you know, we have our community feed, you know, and that's a great way to just start kind of polling people on, like, you know, different games and things like that, just asking, you know, questions of your community. And that's also, you know, a way that you can kind of stem over into something else as well to where it's like, hey, let me try to broaden out. If I'm playing one game and I feel like I'm in a rut, then in that case, just start asking people, you know, about other games, you know, things like that to see if you can, you know, kind of yep. have some type of crossover on other games that they, uh, you know, that they're interested in playing or watching you play. Next question that we have is from trying to learn bikes. And that's TR, like, try, I think it's Ryan, but like trying, you know, to learn bikes, pretty clever. Got it, got it. Um, they do motorcycle maintenance content. The goal of the channel is to help people perform DIY motorcycle maintenance. And the question is, would you recommend occasionally changing the, cha changing the channel banner and look and layout to be fresh? Or is it a better idea to remain with a consistent look and brand feel? Um. So I'm going to answer the question, but I'm going to answer it the way that I answer questions, which is I'm going to deviate Love just it. a little bit because I think you need to do more than just motorcycle maintenance. And let me tell you why. Um, the, the, when you really look at motorcycle maintenance, okay, you can go in, you can learn, you're more of a resource channel and, and, you know, people go and consume and then move on. And then most likely they're going to go to bikes and beards. It's one of my students that that's just crushing it on YouTube right now. Um, but when you really break it down, I would do more with the motorcycle enthusiasts. Maybe your core is, hey, we're going to show you how to maintain and, and fix and, and, and mod or whatever, or maintain whatever, whatever is there. But there needs to be something else because these people are very, uh, it's, it's a niche and, and they love uh, motorcycles and you're teaching them, you know, how to do some maintenance. And I think you need to go uh, uh, further than that. Um, uh, if, if it was me now, secondarily, do you change your banner? I don't think anyone really looks at your banner. I think they're, they're clicking on a video. They see it, they experience it. Um, they might go deeper, but generally the, the pattern of viewers, they go to the next video. So they want to go, okay, what's going on there? Um, so like for me, uh, I like to put more energy in my, my, uh, ideation and then also the, the, uh, energy into the videos. But if you have a little bit extra time, uh, yeah, put some stuff up, stuff in the banner. I think it would be fine. I, I just don't think it's it, it equates to a ton of views or anything like that. I think it goes back down to what is the value of the channel? Can we broaden out a little bit where they're able to connect with me and want to watch my videos regardless of what we do? Uh, that's what I'm actually looking for. And um, while, uh, while we're talking about that on the brand side, a question that I commonly get as well um, is about thumbnails. So what, what is your thoughts on branding thumbnails? Should you prioritize branding? Or should you prioritize something else? Wow, that that's kind of a, um, a hard a hard uh, question. And let me tell you why. Um, I, I think branding's a person's face, you know, or a style, the way that they actually do, like a branding of the style or type of videos, uh, or I'm sorry, thumbnails for their videos. So, um, I I I think. Uh, Everyone might know who Mr. Beast is, but like he has his own brand when it comes to his thumbnails. It's, it's just they're, they're very iconic um, and they're very similar if you really break them down from that. And so I would say that is his brand. And so, yeah, I would say 100% I'd go on brand to be consistent as possible. Now, that being said, if you're not in the, the thumbnail, there is still a, a great way to brand uh, that you can almost identify uh, there's a video uh, that is a video that you want to watch. 
there was a content creator that um, I discovered uh, uh, on YouTube a while back and really liked his thumbnails. And his thumbnails are like literally branded. Has nothing with his image on it, has nothing with, uh, with a logo or anything like that, but it's very specific colors. It's done in a different way that I'm like, oh, that's a Dodford uh, video. And if you haven't checked him out on YouTube, go check out Dodford, one of the, the best storytellers when it comes to like, documentarians on YouTube from my perspective. And so for me, um, it's the style, uh, which is the brand that I want to, uh, to replicate once you figure out what's, what's best for you. Great answer. Yeah, and another example of that, I can't remember the name of the channel, um, but there's another one where they interview um, people that have had like a lot of hardships in life. And like all of their thumbnails are just like black and white. And, you know, it's yep. like they're very, you know, uh, emotional images. Like when you look at them, um, they're really emotional yep. images. And, and it automatically lets you know, like, oh, one of these watching it. <laughs> yeah, but you, you automatically associate. So like, like um, for, for I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some confessions here, Nick. I'm like the biggest nerd when it comes to marketing. And one of the first thing was, how do we, how do we associate um, branding? And so for us, when we started The Chosen, uh, we spent two days really defining our brand, what we are, what we're not. And then two, the iconic things that people can just see and realize, oh, that's The Chosen without saying The Chosen on everything. And so there's a specific style that you do. Um, and then the brands that really do that well, you can see them a million miles. Oh, that's that brand. You know, that's that brand. And, and so it's that connection. Even without a logo, they're able to do that. Excellent. Um, next up, we have um, English Woodsman. English Woodsman does wild camping outdoors content. Um, the goal of the Ooh, channel is to be fun. independent <laughs> and have fun. Um, the question is, um, let's see here. My question is, by pressing the bell, is that, no, uh, is that for notification of a new video when uploaded or so the new subscriber gets told on all devices? And they have almost 70,000 subscribers um, as a side note. Yeah. Okay, so you as a viewer, if you hit the bell, you're able to be notified when content creators are releasing videos on, on um, their channels. Um, for you as a creator, there is in advanced, mo in advanced mode when you're uploading a place where you can notify subscribers. That's a, that's a way for you to notify subscribers through notifications um, and, and bell notifications. So that's kind of where that's at. Bradley McKnight is the uh, next question here. They upload when they have time. Um, the type of channel is an official artist channel. The goal of the channel is to build a fan base around their music. And the question is, would it be possible if you could explain the rule around how long you don't have to post on YouTube for them to remove you from the partner program? Um, I used to think it was six months without uploading anything, but now I'm confused due to the three new views uh, videos in 90 days rule. Does this mean that I have to always post three videos in 90 days, even if I'm at the higher level of the program earning from ads? Yeah. Um, so one of the things is you always want to take a, a close look of what's going to keep you in the best standing in the partner program. That's something that um, you need to do. I'm not too sure on um, the specific answer. I don't know, Nick. Do you know, do you know the answer to that one? I don't off the top of my head. I know they've changed some of that recently. I saw Renee. One thing. I saw Renee Ritchie. I saw Renee Ritchie who <laughs> didn't know. Um, he's our creator liaison with YouTube. Um, if, if you're here, uh, Renee, if you're still here, just put it in the comments, too. But go ahead. Um, but, but one thing that I would like to say, you know, on that point is, you know, um, 
if you like, you know, you're a creator, you're an artist. So, you know, because of that, like if you are going to, you know, be taking YouTube even just like a little bit seriously, um, I would just try to get some type of workflow together that will allow you to be able to publish content um, at least on somewhat of a regular basis. And then once you do that, that will be just something you won't, you won't even have to worry about. Um, but, you know, like taking off, you know, like that much, um, you know, time, unless you're just, you know, going through something you need to or whatever. Um, but like when you're taking off that much time, um, you know, you're one of the things that you're doing is you're also breaking the process of, you know, creating content. Because, you know, one of the things for like a long term YouTube channel is just working the process of creating content into your lifestyle. So because of that, um, you know, I recommend that, you know, if you can find the time that you do, you know, get in there and occasionally publish a video when you can um, in order to, you know, keep everything, you know, to where you don't even have to do where you don't even have to think about something like that. What, what was that guy's name? What was the creator's name? Um, his name was let me go back. Um, it says, I know a guy bicycles. I know about bicycles. Okay. What I would do is go onto YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and check out JVRE. Um, Jake and his brother are some of the smartest that I've seen in the music space um, come as content creators and then also musicians and artists in that, in that regard. His brother's not an artist. His brother's a marketer. But um, what, what I would do is kind of study that because, like, the first initial thing that they do is put the music up, um, and it's just it's – just, uh, uh, pretty, I'm pretty sorry, engaging. Bradley but... McKnight is the name of the channel. Oh, Bradley I'm, I'm McKnight. Sorry. Okay, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Bradley, um, so that's what I would do is go check out that channel. They put up the music first, and then if it gets a spe specific amount of views, then they'll actually make an official music video. Um, that's that's what I would do. Like, like I would literally look at them as the gold standard as artists today and look at how they're a content-producing machine. They just do it a little bit differently. Um, people react to their music and, and they're reacting to people react to the music. It's pretty brilliant, to be honest with you. And um, I, I, I think new uh, musicians and artists um, can be inspired by what they're doing. I think this is going to be um, a, a really good uh, opportunity and tool for a lot of, a lot of musicians. Nice. And um, really quick for clarity, uh, Renee said that uh, three uploads is only for the early access level for fan funding. Um, so just make sure that you're active. There we go. Thanks for that, Renee. Appreciate it, man. Um, so the I know a guy bicycles question. I jumped the gun on that one says uh, the type of channel says I love working on bikes and I want to share my passion with others. The goal of the channel is to provide insights on what goes on in a bike shop. That's cool. So it sounds like a like a behind the scenes thing. Um, and the question is, with links being dropped in descriptions, um, it's not shorts and longs. It's just the shorts. Um, it says, how does that affect links to um, how does that affect affiliate links? So yeah, what's going on there is um, they're taking the links out of the comments in the description for shorts, um, not longs. So because of that, um, the way that people are going to have to do it is they're going to have to send people to their channel page in order to use the creator links there um, to where, you know, the drop up will slide up on mobile if you have multiple links in there. Um, and you can also do it to where you have a long form video that you send people to because next month in September, um, they're using content links to where you'll be able to add those directly to shorts. And then the fun thing with that, for those of you that do affiliate marketing, is um, we're going to be able to build like armies of shorts videos driving towards, you know, our high converting um, affiliate videos. So right. that's, uh, that's definitely going to be a win. Do you have any tips so in let that me, regard, Daryl? Yeah, from, let me. Because you know, well, I'm sure you've thought about this in all kinds of creative ways. Yeah, like let me do strategy wise. Like if it was me and I was in your uh, position, shorts is great. I think shorts, there's a lot of great opportunities to connect. 
Uh, the goal should always be getting them to a longer form video. So I'm really excited with what YouTube's doing uh, to get, you know, shorts going to longs and then longs really developing that relationship. Um, I'm going to just use it in this uh, very specific example. I just want to just kind of explain what, what I believe on this. Um, last year, um, there, there was TikTokers. This is not this year, but last year. Uh, TikTokers that um, invaded uh, VidCon. And, um, and they, they had booths there and they had huge followings. No one showed up. No one showed up um, uh, for them. And so for the thing for me is, yeah, to get a view, it's, it's a different type of connection. They will do uh, some following on it, but the, the emotional connection to, uh, from the viewer to the creator isn't just there. Um, you have to go deeper with it. And the best way to go deeper is that long form. So I would always, always, always do a strategy with short form and lead into a long form. In fact, we have a channel right now. I'm trying to get a case study before Vid Summit uh, hits where we're able to take uh, short form content push them into a long form subscriber. Um, hopefully we can get it done by then. We, we, we've been able to get like over 300,000 uh, subscribers in 20 days. And so like, we're really kind of honed in on that, but um, it will be a lot easier once YouTube, um, you know, activates the switch here in September, you know, to, to give us the ability to go in deeper into that content. Nice. Love it. Um, so uh, we had a super chat come in. Um, thanks for the super chat. Some guy called Jay says, um, question, using A-B testing, I found that our thumbnails with my face performed worse while others in my niche find su uh, success. Any question or uh, any suggestions? Uh, so, uh, so let me just uh, mention this. Um, it depends on how you're doing the A-B test and if you're doing the A-B test uh, properly. Um, this is one thing that I'm really, really hypersensitive on. Um, in fact, there was a really great presentation, one of my students, Foot Crunch, uh, that talked about, hey, I was able to get a, a million extra views on a video when he would change the thumbnail. Um, pretty amazing session. I'd, I'd encourage everybody to, to watch it. But uh, ultimately, it, it's around this. When did you do the A-B test? And so is it the A-B test where uh, you actually did in the first 24 or 48 hours? Because I'm here to tell you that's different traffic than, than anything past that 48 hours. Uh, like you you got to look at traffic sources. You got to see when, it's, when it is. And yeah, it might respond better without your face in suggested videos. Um, and and that's, you, you know that. So, hey, maybe the beginning is the browse feature, which is the homepage subscription feed. You do that first. And then you switch it out a little bit later um, when, when you're starting to get suggested traffic. But realistically, you don't know that until you really have a good baseline of what your traffic sources are. Uh, so for me, that's why I'm hyper specific of understanding what my baselines are. And then I know if I need to change it out or anything like that. So I would say I would be a little cautious to, to, to drive, uh, a conclusion from that, um, until you really understand the traffic sources. And I think most creators don't really, uh, dig in deep in it. They say, Oh, we got more, more visibility, more impressions. That's just what it is. Well, well, yeah, that might be true, but when was it, how was that? So on and so forth. So. Fantastic. Um, next up, we have um, Investing with Matt. Thanks for the super chat. Matt says, uh, when you publish a video with the hopes of getting suggested traffic, but instead majority is search, would you change anything, especially if it has become your top video? Thanks for, um, thanks for all you both do. Matt, let me tell you, man, I get excited when I can predictably get traffic. I get really, really excited. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to change your mindset. Um, and it's really important to change your mindset. 
I don't want you to think, oh, I want to get suggested traffic and, you know, I, I put a lot of energy into this. It's just getting search. I want you to own it. I want you to own search. And what that means is when they click on your video, you know, it's a high performer. I want you to think, what is two videos or one video that I need to make that would be really, really appealing to the person that just watched this video with search? And that's what I would actually do at the end screen. That's what I actually do. Uh, as my CTA is to go get them to watch that. That's where I pin it in the comment. That's what I would put in my, uh, my end screen um, elements. And so for me, uh, think about that um, and, and then make sure that it's highly connected. Um, so like, if it's like, Hey, here's you know, like, I don't, I don't even know if he's still on, but it's like, like, I'd like to know his channel, but it, regardless of what the search is, if it's a heavy search, just think, okay, what, what would be an easy way to get them to watch another video on related to the topic, but to go a little bit deeper. So it could be five things you didn't know about this or whatever. I don't know what his channel is. And I would assume, you know, I can yeah, give a better uh, investing example. Investing with Matt. I'm looking it up right okay. now and I'll drop a, uh, I'll drop a okay. link in the. Uh... Yeah, no, I, I can do it with investing. So just investing alone. So it's just like, oh, okay, okay. If, if you had say, okay, you're going to invest in this Roth IRA or you're investing in crypto or whatever, whatever, fill in the blank, you know, from there. Um, what I would do at the end of the video is that, Hey, you know, um, you know, we talked about investing is what you need to do from there. I actually made a video where I made five warning signs that you're making some very big mistakes when you're investing in fill in the blank. And so that way they're going to a suggested video and it is more relatable in that regard where I'm like, Hey, wait, I need to have the five warning signs or I need to have something from there. Uh, that's, that's what I always like to do. It's like fi figure out the sequence of it, but I want you to celebrate that you're getting the views through this uh, search. Now it's going to be, okay, what are two or three video ideas per video uh, that you're doing that would be more related to that topic that they'd want to go deeper and lateral, but wouldn't necessarily show up in search. And that's what I would actually do. Nice. Uh, next up we have, uh, and thanks for the super chat on this one as well. Banned books in the U S says, um, I want to get into live streaming. Um, what do you need besides Streamyard? Um, anything, or is it that easy? So um, basically, you can start with StreamYard. You're going to need a camera of some kind, um, you know, some way to get the you know, actual image into uh, your computer. Technically, you can do it on your phone. Um, and you're going to need a way to get your voice into your computer. So um, a base bones way to get started. And really, it's, it's all you need these days um, is just like a USB mic. And then you can just plug that directly into your computer if you're streaming on a computer. And then you can get a webcam. Um, you can start, you know, if you're on a budget, you can get something like a Logitech, like a Brio or something like that. Um, and then if you have a little bit of money to spend, then you, then you can get something like a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like a Sony, I think it's like a ZV-1 is what we use over at the other place. Um, it's, you know, a, a low cost uh, camera. And um, those things by themselves will uh, will get you started. Um, if you do decide to go with a actual like camera camera that's not a webcam, you are going to need something that will get it into your computer as well. Some of the cameras like um, Sony, for example, and Canon, um, they have software that you can install into your computer that will let you use it as a webcam. Or you can go the route that I use, which is using a cam link um, for this particular setup. Or um, over in that one, I use something called an ATEM Mini if you're going to use like multiple cameras. But in most cases, just the cam link um, will be will be all that you need, um, you know, to to get the camera signal in. Yeah, let me let me uh, go on the flip side. So so Nick was talking about the technical side. Um, there's never like getting StreamYard is great. I think StreamYard is one of the best companies that exists for YouTubers. It's really easy to get on on a live stream. I think the big thing for me is what is your plan? What is your live stream strategy? 
Um, you got to get very granular with that because what you don't want to do is just get on and just live stream. What you want to do is have a plan. And I would actually go look at 10 or 12 different uh, live streams that are by different content creators, glean from them, how they interact, how they engage, how they pull the community in. And, and for me, for uh, audience development, live streaming is like the number one strategy. Like it's the easy way to connect. And I would encourage everyone to figure out how to do that regardless of your size. Yeah, I think I think one of the wins with live streaming is, you know, like when you're putting out video content, like, uh, you know, a lot of us will, you know, kind of take away like the nuance of ourselves through the edit <laughs> because, you know, we want everything polished and you know, all that stuff. Um, but like when it comes to live streaming, you just kind of, you know, like you're just there and you're you and you can't fix it. Like you just, you know, do what it is that you do. Um, and I think that human side of the, uh, of the live streams and the, the little, you know, mistakes in, in, in the language, maybe when you're communicating and those moments where you kind of go off track and you share your opinions and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, I think those are the, the, the juice, so to speak, when it comes to, uh, I, I would agree with live that. streams. Uh, next question that we have here on the, you know, for live streamers, um, Daryl, so um, for people that are live streaming onto YouTube, um, what do you have any just basic advice for people that are streaming onto uh, YouTube? Because I know you've worked with like Emily Baker and, you know, some other, you know, um, you know, like, you know, big, you know, live streamers on YouTube. Um, what are your what are your recommendations for people that are streaming onto uh, to YouTube? Just, just streaming onto live? Mm hmm. Yeah. So um, let, let me. Like my, my whole thing, I, I'll give you my whole advice. I think um, everyone should be a multi-format creator. I think uh, live fulfills with this very specific need. Um, the thing that I don't like about live is that you have to go live. <laughs> like, like sometimes live happens, you know, and so it's good to create other type of content like videos and shorts and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm just grateful for YouTube giving us all this data to say, hey, our audience actually likes lives. And so if you're not doing lives, let's go ahead and engage with that. I love that. Um, for me, it's, it, it goes back to the original statement that I was saying. It's like you have to have a plan. You have to have a purpose of why you're connecting online. Um, and, and that goal should, uh, should be the first and foremost thing that you're doing. Now, let me, let me tell you about one that isn't as well known as, as, as um, people – would connect um, with, you know, on, on YouTube and uh, ha have a student that is an immigration attorney and he's just giving tips on immigration law. Like, like how, how amazing it is. And so I got him on the, the phone. I'm like, tell me, tell me your why. Like, how did you get into to law? And then why did you go to immigration? Law? He says, well, my, my wife <laughs> comes from overseas and we had the heck of a time getting into, uh, you know, getting her to come into the United States legally and it was just, just a minutia of issues. And I'm an attorney. Like, it should be easy for me, right? And so he decided, you know, I'm do immigration as the main focus. And he had a good passion for it. And I says, okay, now what I want you to remember is that's what's happening for everyone. And so ultimately, the, the, the secret sauce uh, for his channel um, was to introduce uh, real people with real problems. And he would answer them. And his, his book of business uh, jumped uh, way up. I mean, it, it went like 300% higher. His book of business went up so much. And then two, nice. um, he would just come on very consistently. And his value proposition is, I'm going to just answer your question. It doesn't matter. You know, you're, you're getting free legal advice right now. And, and it just led to people going deeper. Now, the interesting thing is he's, he's now uh, creating courses and, and then also he's still taking on uh, clients with his, his firm. 
that's that's the power of of live streaming. So I say really try to figure out what the purpose is and then ultimately weave it back that you're very, very consistent to do it. Now, we already know what Nick does with live. He's, he's answering your questions. He's, he's engaging with you. You feel a part of the community. Uh, but you're also getting clarity. Like out of everything, you're getting clarity. And that's the value proposition here. You're getting clarity because there's so much information out there and you can trust the source of Nick. And so that's why you're here uh, watching uh, this live stream. Next question that we have um, is from DJ over at Draw or Die. Um, thanks for the super, super chat, DJ. Says, thanks for all you do, creators. Looking forward to Vid Summit, as we all are. Um, says, my question um, is, as a marketer, um, what are your predictions for the next two years for creators? Um, should you, uh, would you say learn, lean more into storytelling? Yeah, what are your predictions for, because we've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on, right? Let's talk about that for a second. We've got, you know, all this AI stuff coming out where people are going to be able to clone themselves and, you know, all these other, you know, yep. crazy things. Like, what are your predictions for the next, uh, let's say, two to five? Yeah, so there's always something crazy coming out. It's always been that way. There's always the next big thing. Um, what what I look at as a student of, of marketing, a student of history, is historically, how do people inter, inter, integrate with new, new uh, concepts or new ideas, right? Um, there's one thing that's never gone away uh, since the beginning of time, which is two people telling a story about how their day was or how this was so funny. It's like, it, it's so engaging and that's what humanity is. And so as long as humans is, are in control and not AI, um, like we'll connect emotionally. We'll connect on a, on a deeper level. Storytelling is the most powerful way to learn. And it's the most powerful way to connect with your viewer or with the audience that's there. So I would say 100%, I would lean in heavier on storytelling than ever before because the AI uh, that controls YouTube is getting so smart and it's predicting exactly what the viewer wants. And ultimately, if you want more watch time, if you want, and that, that's what I care about is I, I really care more about watch time than any other uh, factor is like, how do I increase the momentum of my watch time? Um, like if I want more watch time, well, it's about how do I tell a better story? How do I actually bring value in a video and bring them along the way where they're actually looking very specifically at um, what's changed. Now, I just, um, I'm mentoring uh, uh, someone that's going to be on board as a new employee for one of my channels. And it's the craziest thing. And I'm like, Hey, go watch this channel. And I want you to see what's going on. I'm like, Hey, I didn't really like the channel, but then I got pulled in like they're an amazing storyteller. And, and then the question was, it's like, well, how do they pull you in the story? And so they're looking at very granular ways of, Hey, number one, you know, how they connect with the, the viewer, how authentic it is. And then two, how they're able to take it from segment to segment, to segment before you know it, you know, they're watching a 20 minute video that felt like, you know which is good that's what you want that's what you want to do so um uh the next question that we have here is um from and i apologize if i'm saying this um incorrectly it's um from uh pena uh goitis tasa paulos um i apologize if i'm saying that incorrectly um, which i'm almost certain that i am but the um, question is, when starting, um, do I split niches into multiple channels, channels and see which one works? I want to create content in tech, creators, productivity, and printing. What do you think? Okay, thoughts? so that's a loaded, yeah, that's a loaded question. So um, I like the printing. I, I assume it's 3D printing or something, something of that nature. Um, like I, I look at, is it a different audience than it's a different channel? Uh, but my question would be, could you kind of combine some worlds together 
where the creativity and and the tech and the the printing is all together right it's it's about learning or connecting with that um you know i i think the creator aspect of it I, like there's ways to like feature a creator and then pull that in or re- try to recreate. Um, so I think it's just more of a, a content strategy first is what I look at because when you're really breaking it down, it's like, how do you bring these elements in to hit those veins? Cause you're excited about those, uh, but do it in a way that is consistent. So what is that consistent uh, value proposition? Uh, so it doesn't deviate and it's not like, um, you know, fruit salad, you know, it's just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, you can't do that. It just not like fruit salad. Way. Yep. Everybody <laughs> tattoo that somewhere. Yeah. Write that one down. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, ne- next up, uh, we have, uh, thanks for super chat it says band book in the USA says my channel is only 60 days old, not monetized. I only have 130 subs. Do live streams count towards your watch hours? Um, yes, they do. So, um, for those, you have to make sure that you keep them public. Um, because if you uh, remove them from public view, then um, those watch hours are not going to count towards your monetization. And uh, let's see here. We had a couple more come in, and then we'll jump back into the form. Um, this one is from Travel Droner. Says, um, thank you for the super chat, by the way. Says, my travel channel, Travel Droner, spiked from 230,000 to 700,000 views last October and January. Now, despite tweaks, it's down to 130,000 per month. I haven't changed content style. I updated thumbnails and titles. Any insights or suggestions um, for a channel on the decline? Um, okay, so what I teach my students and what I do specifically is to look for patterns. Like sometimes we feel, oh, I didn't change anything, but there might be uh, some change. So for me, when it comes to a travel channel, you might even change destinations. There might be some destinations that were a little bit more appealing um, uh, or, or some type of adventure that was different than what you're currently doing. And so once again, that goes back to, uh, the comments. I'd go deeply in the comments to what happened during your videos, uh, last year when you had a lot, a little bit more momentum, see, Hey, Oh, this is a really cool place. Or I wish I could go there look for some key indicators for that. Uh, but that's the type of pattern I look for. And then two, uh, ultimately, uh, compare and contrast from, uh, you know, not as a creator, but as a viewer seeing your content for the first time, is there any elements that are different? Are you pulling them in different? Um, even though that the thumbnails might not necessarily be changed, it could just be the topic that you're actually approaching as a travel channel. Fantastic. And, and Daryl, just a quick question. Um, so when you are, when you're looking at a channel just for, you know, people here, because, you know, a, a lot of the people, um, you know, watching right now, you know, they're new content creators. Um, so when you are first looking at a um, YouTube channel or starting a YouTube channel, because you have like a, you know, what do you say? You're up to 38? Pl- uh, so I own, I own 34, 34, 34. Play buttons, but um, no, I mean, we've, we've made a lot more channels than that. I just sell them sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, so 34 that you currently um, have. So when, when um, for everybody here that's starting a YouTube channel, what are some of the first things that, that, that you do and that you think about um, when, you're, when you're first trying to get a channel like moving and off the ground? Yeah, so I did a really good documentation in my book. Um, there's a section called Recon and Research. I spend quite a bit of time on that. Um, I want to know what uh, the, the content audience is and where they find value. So I'll actually look at other channels that are out there that are doing something similar, trying to understand the the pulse of the audience. And then ultimately it's coming up with ideas that I actually shoot. So like we, 
uh, we've launched so many channels and, and it usually takes about six months for us to really start uploading for the first time. Um, just because we put so much in the front end that it pays off in the back end. So the fastest channel I've able to grow to a million uh, happened in about 21 days. And it just, it just, it was like the perfect storm, but it was 21 days of launch, but it was six months of prepping for it. And then two testing content, see if it really engages with the type of viewer that we want. So we, we really front load it with a lot of, uh, a lot of effort. Um, now, um, I know that a lot of you don't have that time or the expertise of knowing what good content is sometimes and you're trying to go from there. But there is something holy about really looking at what good content is on YouTube. And I can honestly say that, um, and I, I, I don't know if Nick's going to hate me for this, but like some of you watch too much help content and not enough content to see what's good. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Because there is a difference. I, I tell There's people a difference. the same thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, so that, that's what I would do is just like make sure a part of your day is that way. And then also make sure that when you uh, do it, there's there's similar channels doing certain similar things. What I want you to do is don't watch it as a viewer, but as a student. Say, okay, why did they do this? Why did they do that? How did they pull me in? Or that was really good. I read like that effect. Or, oh, this is interesting. This is really authentic. Um, that's what we're trying to look at. Fantastic. Um, tube spanner in the house. What's going on? Danielle says, um, have you seen all those videos with the American vice president's dancing? It must be the AI gore, the rhythm. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Love it. That's she drops dad jokes in here all the time. Like every Saturday yeah, dropping yeah. dad jokes. <laughs> well, it's very, very appropriate. Uh, the AI gore. Yeah. AI gore rhythm. It's, you know, <laughs> it, Al Gore invented the internet anyway. So it's, it's quite appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So, um, Axel Live, uh, thank you for the super, super chat, chat as well. Says, uh, recommendation specific niche podcast. Um, I expose fraud, scams, crooks by carriers and brokers in trucking. Um, may cover other topics as well eventually. Um, so, recommendations for a niche specific podcast. Yeah. So, uh, like going, yeah, going deep on anything, um, it's, it's about the length and the, the amount of time i think anyone can say hey watch out for this or whatever but i think it's like if you're going to spend uh some effort energy uh get and, and expose things um I, I i like to figure out how can i do that as a standalone uh me in front of the the camera and then two how do i bring bring people in uh to tell their story um and and really kind of showcase that because i think there's warning signs that you need to and i i think any industry there's there's issues and shady people, you know, bad actors that you need to watch out for. And so I applaud the effort. Um, but what, what you want to, what you want to look at is um, what's the vibe that you're bringing? Is it, is it a toxic vibe? Is that, is that what you're looking for? I don't think there's a lot of longevity in a toxic vibe. Uh, but if it's like, no, I want to bring you awareness and then you can help them see some things. And I think it's great. Um, and I would say really look at more than anything else is your, your formula of the length of the podcast and the value that you're going to bring. Um, and there's right now in the trucking news, there's a lot going on with yellow going bankrupt and people are abandoning trucks all around the U S and we're going to see, uh, there's a, there's a lot of interest, uh, with that. And I think too, there's a lot of interest for people that are coming on as an independent, um, you're going to see a lot more independent, uh, uptick. Um, happening just because of, of what's in the news. And uh, it was algorithm. I've been corrected here. Yeah, it's al algorithm, <laughs> not AI algorithm. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I was trying too hard on that one. I think I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what <laughs> 
So uh, the next question that we uh, that we have here, I'm jumping back into the uh, to the form for this one. Um, so here we did the uh, guy um, bicycle says um, it's a new channel that doesn't have a video yet. Working on the first video today. Um, it's an entertainment channel. The goal is to go viral. And the question is, um, looking forward to seeing you next month um, at Vid Summit. Um, what is recommended green screen effect library subscription or free? <laughs> Um, for green screen libraries, if you're looking for backgrounds and stuff, um, Storyblocks has a lot of that. Um, I'm pretty sure Motion Array has that. Um, I think Envato Elements has uh, some of that as well um, over there. So I would look at those um, three. I think all of them might have, you know, trials. Um, so just go in, see if they have, um, I know Storyblocks specifically, if you go there, they just have a search field and you can just put um, in what it is that you're looking for. And if they have what you need, then you can get a subscription at that point um, if you don't have one um, already. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to seeing you at Bid Summit um, as well. Speaking of Bid Summit, Daryl, so who's all um, who's all who's all coming to Bid Summit? Well, hopefully everybody on this everybody. Uh, this everybody, live. Everybody, it's all every no. creator should be there. <laughs> no, no um, but like uh, the, you know, for uh, you know, um, uh, you know, for everybody that's hanging out here that um, you know that hasn't you know been, I, I think everybody here has been exposed to Bid Summit, but just in case, um, you know, what should they know? Yeah, the whole reason why I started Bid Summit 10 years ago is I was going to conferences and there's stuff for uh, creators and fans and, you know, ways to engage. And I'm like, man, I, I just see the business opportunities. I see the opportunities to treat this bigger than just uploading videos. And and that's the reason why I started Bid Summit is I want to be able to create a culture around the creator economy. And, and I just saw the future of where it was going. And that's what I want to do. I want to learn from people that was helping creators have longevity in their, their, their passion and love, which is uh, content creation uh, to become an entertainment company. And so ultimately that's how it started with that intentions. And along the way, I picked up a couple partners, picked up uh, some really cool partners, uh, space station integrations, um, Sean Duras and, and team, and then also just a small creator named Mr. Beast. <laughs> and I want to I want to share his uh, experience. He actually came to Vid Summit. I think he had sub uh, ten million or some 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 around there. I mean, he was he was getting a lot of momentum. And he's like, ah, I finally found my people. Like <laughs> people that care about data, care about you know the, the business side, want to make quality videos. You know, it's been great. He actually bought in, um, and and then he's grown a little bit on on YouTube. Um, I, I would say for me, uh, what I love is what happened last year. So I had uh, someone that heard about Vid Summit, just like you are right now, and, and looked at their bank account and says, ooh, that's going to take a hit in my savings because I'm like, I've been saving up, but hey, if I'm going to do this seriously, I need to go. And she actually uh, spent uh, almost her full savings uh, account to come to Vid Summit. And she wanted to learn. And she was in every session. She was engaging. Uh, keep in mind, she was still a minor at this time. She was 17. And uh, she was, like, really, really all in on this. And ultimately, because she was there, uh, she was able to win a mentoring program with me. Um, and and what was really cool is now she's going to be on stage. She'll be at probably at 2 million subscribers uh, nice. before Vid Summit, probably somewhere around there. And over a billion freaking views. Now, who wouldn't want that? It's like at the end of the day, uh, you know, she had to make a decision what to do. And uh, you're going to check out Jenny. Jenny's amazing. She's a, one of the amazing content creators out there. Um, and and you're going to see her there. Now, 
there's other people coming like Zach King, um, Preston plays, Mr. Beast, Eric, uh, Michelle Carr, Hope Scope. I mean, we have some, some of the biggest content creators on the planet. We're getting ready to um, announce uh, our, our, our final keynote. Uh, it's, it's big. It's massive. I'm really excited about that. Um, and then we also have your uh, Nick Nimmons uh, presenting there. Um, we have other uh, you know, YouTube educators that are presenting as well. For us, um, it, it is a conference to help you become more successful on the platform by understanding uh, all the opportunities. And what I want you to, to walk away with at Summit is don't think that um, you, to be successful, it's all about the views. No, to be successful, it's about finding a way to monetize in ways that you haven't seen um, that you're currently doing. And I've seen people with less than 10,000 um, subscribers um, you know, that are making over a million dollars a year just because they're very strategic. There's a, a huge offer. Um, one of my students is coming. His name's Myron Golden. And um, he, he, he literally, uh, he, I mean, he, he, I, I don't even know how to explain it because it doesn't even feel real, but he, he basically got eight figures um, with a channel that is less than a, uh, half a million subscribers uh, with a very, very uh, uh, strict live streaming and content strategy. I uh, can't wait to, to um, have you guys learn from him. And so I think at the end of the day, it's about the opportunity. And if you want to be uh, facilitated by the creators, we have uh, great panels of the best editors on the planet or uh, the, the creative elements of, of uh, these content creators that's going to help you think differently. Um, and my whole goal is that you come there, you feel like, you feel like, man, here's my peeps. And finally, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back, you know, it's just, it's great to have like-minded people that really care about it, that actually want to put good content into the world. That's what that summit's all about. You know, I think that's a, that's another awesome thing about it too, is, is for content creators. Cause you know, we all know how lonely of a thing this can be. Like if you're like the only content creator, like in your, in your life, right? Like you're the one making content, like you don't have friends making content stuff like that. Like, um, uh, for me, I think that's one of the huge benefits as well is you get to go there and network with other content creators and it's really inspiring as well. Like in addition to all the stuff that you're going to learn because you know, you're like, Oh wow. Like when you see something on the internet and you see the success that somebody's had on the internet, it's like, oh, okay, well that's them. And you know, that's happened to them. But when you're standing there face to face with somebody and they're looking into your eyes and you can feel the passion from the experience that they've had when they're telling you, you know, what's happened to them and the opportunities that they've gotten and like how things are going with their channel, it kind of clicks something in your brain to where it's like, wow, this really is possible. This isn't like a, mm -hmm. you know, pie in the sky thing. Like this is happening to real people. Like this person standing in front of me, you know, is having this experience. This other person that I talked to is having this experience. This other person over here is having this experience. And it's just a really inspiring thing to actually, you know, hear it from the people, you know, face to face. Um, and just that networking side of things um, to where you can get YouTube friends too. So then, you know, there's also a lot of like networking, you know, after the fact that comes out of it um, as well. So yeah, it's incredible. I recommend everybody um, check it out. And um, uh, Chantel dropped a link to it um, here in the chat. So just look for this. If, you, if you're like, hey, you know, that sounds interesting, you know, let me see what that's about. Um, just go to bidsummit.com um, or you can click on her link there in the, uh, in the description. So I'm super pumped. Really looking forward to, uh, really looking forward to this year. As I do every year. Like, I don't even know why I say that every <laughs> year. It's like, you know, default, right? So uh, next up on the uh, list here, we'll jump back into the uh, questions. And here, uh, in just a little bit, Daryl, um, what do you think of, uh, you know, um, 
you know, maybe kind of tossing, you know, one of those uh, out here into the into the crowd. Uh, tossing the questions into the crowd or two tickets to Vid Summit? Yeah, maybe uh, two tickets to Vid Summit. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll give some tickets away for sure. So, um, uh, so the next question that we have before we get into that, um, while you guys are checking out the website and stuff, so you can see what's involved over there, is um, nonstop Dom, and they do uh, they upload content one time per week or more. Um, they the type of channel is airline and travel vlogs. The goal of the channel mm. is to build a community around travel, and the question is, does YouTube punish your channel for putting external links in the description of a video? Fantastic question, Daryl. Have you found anything uh, that suggests that? No, like, like I, I think there's like a, um, platforms that are really come after your firstborn child, but YouTube's not one of those. YouTube's been really great. Um, they want the creators to make money. Um, and there's just different opportunities there. Now, keep in mind, um, if you want some significant growth on your content, it's about uh, YouTube seeing that people are watching content or binge watching your content or going deeper and the average view per viewer is going up and so is the the watch time. So there is some give and take. You got to be cautious of just always sending uh, people off the platform. That can hurt your opportunities. Um, so for me, I always like to figure out what would be interesting. How do we engage with them deeper? Um, you know, how, what videos would be relevant for that? Um, I actually do like the um, the airline travel type stuff. Not just because I fly a lot or anything like that, but um, I, I there's a pilot that I helped. Um, and he's making more in a month than he makes a year, uh, you know, as a pilot on YouTube. And, and all he is, is just, he, he comes in, does his thing, has the flight. And then the, that's the payoff. Like you're just flying with him, which is the craziest thing in the world. But hey, that's why I love YouTube so much. And so uh, really look at the value proposition. And then two, ways to, in, 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 you know, engage the audience even deeper than a vlog. I think vlogs are fine for, hey, hey, watch me do this. But like when they when you really go in deeper, where people are um, connecting with you on an emotional level, they want to just binge watch your content, and that's what we're trying to do is get them that the value is big enough that they're like, "Oh, that was so fun! Let me watch another one." That's what you want to do. Fantastic! And really quick, Tom Nash, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing awesome. Says Nick, I only go if you grab a beer with me. I'm not a drinker, but I know how much you'll benefit from Vid Summit. So yeah, let's do it, Tom. <laughs> come on tom <laughs> tom's like oh gee he's one to get some of the party it's all about brother so uh the next question uh next question that we have here um is from uh dying retail um they have a documentary channel um it's uh dying retail malls and their histories that's interesting yep um the goal is to preserve history and the question is what's the best size to use when designing a channel page banner um, so for that one, if you just hop on um, Google and you type in um, like uh, YouTube channel banner template um, or channel banner size, um, you should get the actual dimensions there. It's a weird thing, by the way. It's like 2,000 and something by like 1,000 and something else. Um, so yeah, definitely hit Google for the very specific uh, thing, but it's not just what it is that you see there if you're looking on a computer or mobile device. Um, so I would hit Google for that specific one. Um, so Daryl, man, what do you think? Can, can, of, I, uh, can I, say? You yeah, like I want to answer that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I want to answer that because it's like, it's a really, really interesting topic. And I think, um, you might get an audience. I can see that you can get an audience that care less about the history and, and more trying to discover just this broken, abandoned, you know, project, whatever, whatever that is. Um, there is a vein of uh, people there. Now you can always say, Oh, this is where this is at, but it's more exploring it that way instead of, 
saying, oh, here's the history side and this and this, this and this, you know, here's a great historical ba- building. Um, not saying that I know that that's probably your passion. Okay. I'm just saying that I can see where the bulk of the views will come from is on the other side where they just like, oh, you're just exploring an abandoned building. That's actually pretty interesting because there's a lot of surprise and delights, what people leave behind, what's there. Um, it brings out creativity of the viewer a lot because they, they're like, oh, yeah, what, it could be this. Or they're trying to have uh, conversations of what, what these little Easter eggs is, what, what you're discovering. And so you can go look at any abandoned anything on YouTube and really read through the comments. And that's the, the vein uh, that hits. Like people love discovery. People love uh, hidden treasure, find things. Um, it's a very, very big vein and a huge opportunity, I believe, on YouTube. And so for me, I would probably look at it that way and then um, pepper in your historical stuff um, and, and, and make it a lot more interesting of, hey, this is what happened here and whatever. That's great. Uh, but the more about discovering it first and, and, you know, going through an abandoned building and trying to figure things out, that's, that's a huge value for me. Really quick, uh, we have No You More says, I want to go to Bid Summit only to meet Matt from Matt's Off-Road Recovery. <laughs> Matt's one of your students, isn't he, Daryl? He, he's actually a partner. So that's one of the channels that I own is uh, Matt, Matt and I are, are co-owners of the company and, and uh, of his uh, Off-Road Adventure company. And yeah, it's been great. And he's, he's crushing he's it awesome. right now. Yeah, so come, come. you got to come. He's, he's one of the most authentic creators, and that's what I look for, for sure. So uh, what do you say about, uh, you know, kind of sneaking in a, 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 you know, a little ticket, you know, here, uh, you know, right now? What do you think, Daryl? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Who, how are we going to give this away? Okay, so we got a couple options. Um, one, and I would appreciate from, you know, everybody that's hanging out here, um, I would appreciate your honesty in terms of if you will be able to make it to uh, Dallas, Texas, October 3rd through the 5th or not. Um, the reason for that is because, um, like, if we do a draw here, for example, which is what I'm thinking, then in that particular case, if you cannot make it and you know you cannot make it, um, then in that particular case, you might be taking away the opportunity, um, you know, for somebody else. So only please submit this word that I'm getting ready to show up here on the screen. Um, if you will legitimately be able to uh, make it to Dallas, Texas, October 3rd through the 5th. Um, because, uh, you know, like I said before, you know, like we just want to make sure that, um, you know, the people that are, you know, getting the tickets are, um, are, able to, uh, are able to go. Yeah, and then two, if you already have a ticket and you get an additional ticket, that's your plus one. And we're not refunding anything. This is just um, here to give back to Nick's community here. Uh, so like it'll give you someone that you can give a ticket to, you know, bring value. If you want to sell it, I'm, I'm okay with that too. But I think the biggest thing would be, um, I, I think the nature of the summit is more about creators helping creators. And so like, it, like don't be greedy. Just like, let's, let's just give it out there to someone if you already have a ticket. So, so um, if you're okay with this, uh, Daryl, so I'm thinking basically we just have people put a word into the chat and then have it What's randomly up? drawn. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. What okay. is the word? What is the secret word? So uh, I'm going to go out, you know, I'm going to get a little wild here and say that the uh, let's do vid summit, you know, I figured I'd get creative. Oops, I figured I'd get creative on this one. So yeah, so all you have to do here is put vid summit into the chat. And if you put vid summit into the chat, um, after we get, you know, a handful of entries here, um, then I'm going to hit the draw button. And then this system that we're using here from StreamYard, their giveaway tool is going to uh, randomly pick somebody out of the chat that um, that put that uh, that put the word vid summit into the uh, into the chat. 
So while these are uh, coming in, Daryl, so um, for right now in the stream, I see you're sitting there in like, you know, palm trees and, you know, it looks yeah. nice. It looks nice where you're at. It makes me want to get out of the, the room that I'm in right now and, and like go go to the beach. So, where you so in I'm, in, I'm, I'm in the place where, where your brother got stranded. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a the horror story of it. Somebody, hey, let's go to Mexico in the pandemic hit. Yeah, um, if he was no, on the stream um, today, like seeing that background, he might get like PTSD, PTSD or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, what, what I love about what I love about what I do is I can go anywhere in the world and and and, and be here. You know, that's what I love, and I love YouTube for that as well. But right now, I'm in Cancun. I have a nephew that's getting married uh, tonight, oh, nice. and so we we flew in for that. I, Brought my mom. This is the first time my mom actually uh, went out of country, you know, in like 40 years, you know. And so trying to get her like that. We went to the ruins the other day. Uh, we went to Uxmal. And, um, you know, it was great. Great. And, oh, I was going to tell you, like, um, like I love meeting up with YouTubers. And there's a, a YouTuber friend of mine uh, that lives in um, the, the, the city. And she's like, hey, go eat at this place. There's a um, pretty amazing dish, you know. So I went there, ate some amazing food amazing mm -hmm. food and i just found out it was like featured on netflix i'm like like oh, how nice. do you like it was like in the middle of nowhere too it's like how do you do that <laughs> but i that's what i love i love i love travel i love culture i love people so yeah that's where i'm at looking forward to seeing you over here one of these days you know we've talked about it i need to make that thing happen so so um i'm going to uh go ahead and hit the draw right let's here do it. and uh, let's see this uh first one that comes up and the winner and winner is exciting, exciting, exciting. I fun Chris. I fun Chris. There you go. Congrats. Yep. Congratulations. So uh, what you want to do, Chris, is um, you can send me a DM on Twitter and uh, just make sure that you put vid summit winner. Like I'll know, you know, the name when it comes in, but just put, you know, vid summit winner. Um, and then that way, you know, I'll be able to get the information, you know, from you and then send that over to uh, send that over to uh, send that over to Daryl. We, we better do another one. Cause like okay. that was too easy. Let's try right. another one here. So um, here we go. Let's do uh, another one. You guys can actually watch me uh, type this one in and we're going to do vid summit is the best for the uh, next one here. There we go. Make it a really long one, right? So people are going to get yeah, typos it, it's probably. Just like if you... <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would say, like we're, when we're waiting for people to put in mm -hmm. Vid Summit is the best, um, I, I would say that my favorite thing about Vid Summit is you never know who you're, you're sitting by or you're standing by. Um, you know, you never know that, that next person, um, I was actually having a conversation, um, in, in the hallway and yeah, I, I put on the conference I'm the founder of the, the conference, you know, whatever, but I was having a conversation and I really was engaging with this guy and I'm like, Hey, this is really good. And we actually ended up, uh, doing a project together. You just, you never know. You just never know. And, um, that's what I love about VidSummit. And two, um, I, I had, um, I want to tell you about, about Steve because Steve's like interesting. He, he came to Vid Summit um, and was just like a fly on the wall around some of these conversations. And it started back in his mind connecting the dots. Um, he came back the next year and spoke. He had 3.6 million subscribers in one year. It was like 50 subscribers to, you know, you know over 3.6. And it was just like it connected the dots and he, wait, he was able to see a way to look at YouTube that he didn't see before. And, and that's what I love. 
I'll be honest with you. I love that happening and it happens consistent. I love the partnerships that happen there. I love when, when creators find uh, team members, that happens a lot there. Um, so ultimately, VidSummit is the best. I, I really love it for that. It is. In, in fact, um, I think I have one handy uh, right here. Give me one second. Uh, yeah. So in fact, if I remember correctly, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, this also is um, something yeah. that was born um, at VidSummit. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what was interesting was... Um, I had a, had a friend of mine reach out and says, Hey, I want to come up to, to Vid Summit and what can I expect? I want to, you know, kind of start exploring, you know, proving on YouTube and went there and he started to see a need that everyone had these tripods and they're trying to yank it around or whatever. And he had this idea, uh, for, um, you know, the switch pod and, and ultimately he and a few others just start honing it in together. And he actually met someone at Vid Summit that helped him do the fulfillment of it as well. And the next year, um, he came back with a prototype. And that prototype <coughs> uh, got in the hands of uh, Peter McKinnon. And Pete was like, this is amazing. And, and so before you know it, they did a Kickstarter. They kicked it off. They, they got um, well over $300,000 in that Kickstarter and and ultimately, um, you know, ha have a product now that's just it's just been super popular. In fact, we actually bought one for every attendee uh, at Vid Summit because it was that 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 important for us. It's like you know things that get birthed at YouTube or I'm sorry uh, at, at, at Vid Summit. We want to you know be able to tell the case study, and he was able to share that case study, which is which is what Vid Summit's all about. Honestly, it's about all these opportunities that are for creators. So. Yeah, like these things, uh, these things are awesome. Yeah, so this is this is also not the Bid Summit version. I have that version as well. This is like the uh, like after yep. he made like the ball head for it and like all of that. So uh, yeah, this is this thing's amazing. This usually when I when people see like the the videos that I make like here at this desk, it's usually sitting on this. <laughs> That's okay. Just That's like so when great. you see the same view in my content, uh, you know, but it's coming from a little bit more from the side. It's usually sitting. Uh, it's usually sitting on that. So we're at 65 uh, uh, entries, 66 Let's entries here. So I'm going to go ahead and hit draw, see what we come up with. Drum roll uh, again. Becky, Becky B. B plays. Becky, congratulations oh, to you as well. Um, same exact thing for you. Um, send me a DM on Twitter and just make sure that you just say, you know, Vid Summit winner at the top. And then, of course, you know, I'll reference this as well. Um, and then um, I'll get your information there and then I'll pass that over to um, Daryl um, so that they can, you know, get that all sorted out for you over there on uh, on their I, side. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that um, we got another female coming to Vid Summit. That's one thing that I really want is uh, to... to really get more female creators there we actually have some pretty amazing it's growing uh, case like, studies there's, yeah there's there's yeah. yeah like that that demographic is definitely growing there yeah one of the one of the one of the keynote speakers is someone that um actually came to vid summit one her husband did um and they had a channel called cute girls hairstyle and they're talking about the strategy and the twins just started brooklyn and bailey just started on youtube and this is like 10 years ago right and what's been great is, you know, um, we're actually getting Mindy, um, who is the, the, the brains and, and um, the passionate one around it. She's talking about how she was able to leverage YouTube, but really leverage it outside of YouTube in a way uh, to get into the product side. And there's so much that's going on. In fact, 
one of my favorite, um, um, you know, uh, favorite YouTube employees that's not no longer a YouTube employee is going to actually interview her. Uh, she was one of my partner managers for years and she's just, uh, just so amazing. And, and so she's coming and doing the interviews. It's going to be one of those magical moments uh, for me because everything that Vid Summit is, is, you know, is going to be explained on stage by smart women and, and uh, smart men and creators that really are passionate about helping you. Uh, Cause they don't normally have a platform. I think podcasts are great. Sometimes you get it in, but this is a platform uh, YouTube, or I'm sorry, Vid Summit that gives them that opportunity to really share things that they normally wouldn't. And, and hopefully, you know, that you'll be able to see uh, the value of this. So I'd really strongly encourage you, if you didn't want a ticket, um, you know, I do apologize, but you can buy a ticket and ultimately you won't regret it. I'm here to tell you, it's, it's like one of those things, the culture side of it is something that I spent a lot of time on and having people that that get it, that love the opportunity, that love people, that are, aren't toxic, um, are just willing to help and, and give you advice is, is really, really great. So, I think that's an amazing thing about it is, um, you know, like at some of the other things, and not to throw shade on, you know, anything else, but like, you know, some of the other things, you know, some of the creators that you would love to talk to and just get some like, you know, information from like, you know, just like their thoughts on something or whatever, like, um, you know, other places, they kind of like, you know, bury them off and, you know, barrier them off from, you know, like the attendees, but like with VidSummit, because everybody's a peer. Right. So since everybody's yep. a peer, then, you know, people aren't, you know, uh, you know, there aren't barriers between, you know, like large content creators and, you know, people that are there because everybody there is a creator. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing um, in that regard as well. So really quick, um, Chantel just just mentioned something here um, about if somebody doesn't if I'm not following somebody, it's possible that they might not send me or they might not be able to send me a DM on Twitter. If that's the case, um, then just at me. Just say, you know, just at me with, uh, you know, my username there, um, and then I'll go look for that, and then I'll just look for the channel name and make sure everything matches up, and then we'll go in that way, um, and then I'll send you a DM. Just make sure that you at me, and then I'll, I'll, I'll find you that way. We'll get it figured out. <laughs> so someone, someone is asking, can they watch virtually? Um, and and I just want to make this uh, kind of public here. Um, mm -hmm. We we um, are really excited that we have. Uh, um, a replay ticket that you can get uh, with replays. However, uh, because of StreamYard, uh, StreamYard is the software we're using right now. I'm on the beach here in Mexico and, and Nick's somewhere in Thailand, you know, it's a nice little studio. Because of StreamYard, um, there will be an option for live streaming. And so you gotta, let's go ahead, let's do another ticket. Could we just do another ticket? Um, you know, could we just put, use the StreamYard giveaway tool and, and let's put just StreamYard in it or StreamYard's the best, I don't really don't care. Because ultimately, um, you know, we, we look for really great sponsors to help us uh, put on this conference. It's, it's so hard, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's really hard, um, you know, logistically to try to pull everything together uh, when it comes to a conference. And so we need to have partners to come on. And StreamYard's been so great to come on and help us figure out some things that, uh, that we needed. And, and ultimately, they're going to bring live element to VidSummit um, that um, we're really excited for. And so really, really grateful for our partners, especially StreamYard, uh, because we love them so much, right, Nick? Don't we love Absolutely. Them? Yeah, StreamYard's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yep. All right. Let's, let's – uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, we're at 42, 49. Let's cross the 50 mm -hmm. mark. Just waiting for one more, one more, one let's more. Do it. 54. There we go. Bam. Got it. Yep. 
Here we go. We've got uh, Magic Flying Potato. Brad. <laughs> Brad. Brad. StreamYard just got you a ticket. Yep. <laughs> Come to Vince. Congratulations, so. <laughs> Brad. Yeah, Brad's coming in as a volunteer uh, also. But, well, guess yeah. what? That's yep. good. You have a plus one now. You can give it yep. to somebody. That's good. Great. That's so great. <laughs> awesome. That Brad, we're excited. excited. Hey, Brad, make sure you, um, you pull me aside and say hello. Um, definitely. I, anyone that's volunteering, I love to connect with them, especially those that are helping Nick do. Um, you, you just have an amazing team, to be honest with you. So. Next up uh, on our list. So I guess, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll answer some more uh, questions for everybody that is uh, hanging out uh, here. Give me one second, because I just pressed on the wrong thing and it closed some stuff. <laughs> so uh, give me one second here to get that. Uh, the magic of live. That's what happens when you go by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so far today, I've had like audio problems. Yeah, I had the thing where like the audio is coming back, closing windows. Yeah, it's great. I love it. This is part of the fun thing alive. So it's like answering questions on the fly, right? So you get that challenge yep. while managing all the tech, like on the uh, back end. It's fun. Absolutely love it. So um, next question that we have, we're going to pull this one from the form um, for, you know, everybody that is um, hanging out here, you know, where you're waiting, like, hey, man, is he going to get back to the form? Like, what's going on? Um, so Scoops and Pets is our uh, next uh, question here. They have an aquarium fish keeping channel. The goal of the channel is to make my hobby of looking after fish my full-time career and being able to educate people about uh, fish keeping. And the question is, my page has been growing at a steady uh, but slow space, uh, steady but slow pace around one subscriber a day. However, the desired snowball effect isn't happening. I've been on one sub a day and averaging 250 views per video for three months now. Is that normal or am I doing something wrong? What are your thoughts, Daryl? Um, we can always improve. I, I basically want to improve every video. Um, and, and for me, if you're stagnant, um, maybe you're trying to improve too much and just focus in on one thing, something you need to, to, to look for. Um, here's, here's the key though. Um, the idea usually is where's the value proposition. And I can tell you what I would do if it was me, and I'm going to give you some free consulting advice on this because that's what you get on Nick Demon's channel. Um, I would actually start another YouTube channel that's adjacent to your current YouTube channel. And I would live stream a fish tank. And what I would try to do is get a thousand people to subscribe. Let's get monetization and, um, and also um, uh, super chats uh, involved. There's a way that you could actually get super chats to trigger things in the tank. That would be really fun. Um, and then it's just a, it's a little adventure that's actually happening. And I'm telling you, I've seen these channels uh, pop off on Twitch and a few other places on YouTube uh, when it's a lot more interactive. And, and then two, uh, for your main channel, like it, it, for those that really love it, you can always be building and putting stuff into the live tank or whatever you're doing there, adding an element. Hey, when we reach this goal, you know, we're going to add this element to it. So they, they feel like they're uh, along the journey with that. And, and ultimately, you know, they're, they're doing it. So your other channel could be, oh, we're putting it into our live streaming tank channel. And, you know, we, we make these goals. And so it can go adjacent and that's more personal for you. Um, that's, that's basically would be really cool. And then two, uh, be very mindful of the type of cameras that you put in there. I'd like to see a multi-cam. Um, YouTube used to have the ability to do a multi-cam on live stream that the viewer could actually change the, the camera. That was like so amazing. Uh, but ultimately maybe you can figure out a way to switch it, um, with some, some fun ways. And so for me, it's all about the idea and it's all about a way to engage the community. If people love fish tanks, there's something therapeutic about it especially if it's interactive and you're able to do it through super chat that's actually 
pretty pretty amazing. That sounds fun. I'm like, that's a good idea. I'm thinking of getting a fish tank. Yeah, and just have, you know, <laughs> put a fish tank over here and have it as like I'm the telling you, man. fish tank cam. Yeah, that, that's great. That's actually. right. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I I think I don't know if I hold the record for the, the longest live stream on YouTube, but like I've I've YouTube I, I've live streamed for years on YouTube, like just straight. Um, and and I, I think the big thing would be is make sure you look at terms of service. Like it, it always changes. I you know I was I, I haven't um, done that in a long time. I sold all those channels a long time ago. But uh, but the the key is the idea will always win, and you got to look at the. Uh, hey, can you do it within terms? And then two, um, how do I engage the community so that they want to uh, participate? And the best way to participate is is people watching, but also, hey, I'm going to make a bubble by you know hitting that super chat. That that's great. That'd be awesome. Nice. I did one um, uh, on another channel for video ideas for YouTube video ideas. Oh, I, and remember I streamed that. it for about yeah. a year. And um, on yeah. that particular one, it gained like 2,000 subscribers, you know, on it. Like, you know, it had, you know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of activity there. But, uh, yeah, like that, it was only a year, though. I but still, it's that. like, hey, let's just put it up and just kind of see what happens. And, uh, you know, it was like uh, on that particular channel, it was like, hey, it's a little bonus uh, thing there for people that were looking for video ideas. So it's kind of fun. It was corny, but it was fun. No, I, so, I remember. What were you going to say? No, I remember that now. I, I forgot about that, that you did that. So uh, next up on the list here, we've got uh, Jim Langley's Bicycle Aficionado. Um, they upload when they have time. The type of channel is educational and reviews. They teach bicycle repairs, bike wheel building. And the goal uh -huh. of the channel is to share my knowledge from being a longtime bike mechanic, uh, bike builder, and cycle, uh, cycling author and journalist. The question is, why do some videos that were getting lots of views suddenly slow down and just get way less views? Is YouTube not delivering them in search anymore or what's going on? Well, I think that's the first thing I look at is like, where is the traffic coming from? Because like if the traffic is coming from browse feature or is it coming from suggestion or is it coming from search? Like I want to know where they're coming from. Uh, generally, if it's not coming from search, you probably had some, some other channels that created similar content or related content that's ranking higher than yours. Um, and they might have authority or whatever. Uh, but once again, um, I think at the end of the day, I, I like to stay away as much as I possibly can from the how-to. This is how you do this because it's limiting. Um, and, and then two, uh, if you have years and years and years in a bike shop, um, you get to hear the craziest stories of people tacoing their will or whatever. You know, it, maybe it's story time, but then also going on adventures, you know, that you're prepping bikes for. I think that's great. And and then two, usually the type of bike that you're doing, such as a road bike or as an off-road bike, um, you know, believe it or not, those are two different audiences. And so you just got to hone in on who is your audience um, and, and how they're engaging with you for sure. And um, also really quick, a Vid Summit related question. Um, Keep Austin Gardening said, are there any suggested accommodations for Vid Summit? Um, any hotel discounts yep. or anything like that? Yeah, so when you buy your ticket, um, you can go on the main page and just hit lodging or go to the menu and hit lodging. You're able to see your lodging options. Uh, believe it or not, we just sold out of our fourth freaking hotel. <laughs> I don't know how we do this. This is like, like, like we, you know, we were in one hotel before, but this is like whatever. But this is our fourth hotel. So you definitely want to get your lodgings quick. Um, there should be some new ones coming on today or tomorrow. Um, so we'll, we'll have that. But you definitely want to do it. It's going quick. Um, you know, this is going to be a nice, massive event for us. And, 
Like we, we've always sold out. Now we have a little bit more room. Um, and there's a lot more hotel options around uh, the venue where we're at. And you, you are getting the best deal because um, we have a block rate. So Nice. Um, next up on our list here, um, we have T's Hot Miss History said, I'm glad that I booked my hotel early. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> so uh, next up here, we've got, uh, let's see, we did the bicycle fishing audio. So the next question that we have is from Peter Kamalafe. Kamalafe, I hope I'm saying that correctly. I apologize if not. Um, the type of channel is a finance channel. The goal of the channel is to teach people about the world of finance in the UK and how to make better financial decisions. Um, the question is, I have 42,000 subscribers, but my average views per, uh, views per video is between one to 2,000. I mainly live stream now. Any tips would be great. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. So Pete, one of the things that um, I just love about YouTube is they've given us the data that we can see so much. And so what I would do is go into analytics, click to your audience tab. And I want to see how many um, returning viewers versus new viewers is coming on. So I think what's happening on your channel and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the bulk of your views are coming from returning viewers and you're not getting, it's a purple line and you're probably your blue lines down here. Um, and you're not getting blue to come up to either touch or go above purple at any time of bringing new viewers in. And so if that's the case, um, what, we, what you're going to need to do, if you're mainly live streaming now, there might be another way to get new people to come in. Um, and you're going to need to break that down. I, I, I probably spent a little bit of time on recon and research of seeing what, um, and this is also in the, the audience tab, which channels that are um, uh, referring your content uh, to your channel or there's uh, viewers actually are watching this type of content. And then go a little bit deeper on, um, you know, their channels to see is there videos that are performing or is it just live streaming? I would spend uh, quite a bit of time on YouTube seeing is there specific content that would engage them differently than a live stream? Because uh, ultimately, um, I've just seen this time and time again that, that purple's way above the blue and you're starting to bring in new blue audience. You just have a very, very loyal uh, audience that's coming in from your live streams. And so, uh, you're going to need to strategize on doing something different or it could be topical. It could be um, the more of the format, uh, but ultimately that's what it's going to actually come down to is you're going to have to spend a little bit of time on that. Now, keep in mind if there's uh, this is why I love real time analytics. If you go into real time analytics, you can see is there older performing videos that are bringing new traffic in um, uh, or any traffic in. Um, that's what you need to be hyper aware because uh, something like that is working and all you need to do is spend a little bit more time is like wondering why did that work? Where's the traffic coming from? Can I replicate? Fantastic. Um, next question that we have uh, here on our list, I'm cruising through these now. Um, we got Ducky's Adventures. Um, they've been on YouTube for one year or more. They do stop motion animation content. The goal of the channel is to grow the audience and to get monetized to earn money. And the question is, how can I earn more subscribers? I've been stuck on 31 subscribers for a month. So let's kind of zoom out of this. And yeah. if somebody is trying to um, connect with their audience, which in turn, you know, will generate a subscriber. What kind of tips do you have for people that are, you know, hanging out here um, in terms of ways that they can, you know, just connect and serve the people that they're, you know, that they're, that they're reaching with their content? Yeah. So um, YouTube doesn't really care about your subscribers. Um, and, and honestly, I stopped caring about subscribers about the same time YouTube didn't. Um, ultimately, 
what they care about is people actively watching your content, um, the active viewers. Um, and that's what you want anyways. Like, there's a lot of people that subscribe to channels that haven't watched one of your videos from others, others for a very long time. Um, what I would do is stop focusing in on the metric of subscriber and really focus in on how do I actually get more people to click? Okay. And then I would be hyper specific on how do I provide value in the first minute? And if you just focus in on the click, which is the title thumbnail, the ideation of it and the first minute, you will probably you know, breach the, the issue that you have, which is not getting people to subscribe, that you'll get a lot more people to subscribe. Um, if, if you'll do that and really get more people to go through that process, you're going to actually have momentum. Um, and, and when that momentum comes, I want you to see, okay, was it topical? Was it something there? Could we double down on that specific topic? And it could be a bucket of some sort. Um, and that's, that's what I want you to kind of dive into. And so please, 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 everyone that's listening. Um, I know that I've mentioned how many cool play buttons and stuff, but I literally stopped looking at the subscriber and I just care about one thing and believe it or not, it's not the active viewer. It's the new viewer. I'm going to take the new viewer and give them what they want. Have them click on it, come to it and go, man, this is I, like, where's this channel been my whole life and binge watch. That's the viewer I care about. And so ultimately I want to focus in on that click and that first minute and then that shareable moment for sure. Fantastic. Now, um, really quick for the people hanging out here, I know, you know, you've discussed this here and just like the concept is, you know, like a marketing concept, but when it comes to like buckets, could you explain um, what that means to, to people that are hanging out here that might not be familiar with that idea? Yeah. So um, in marketing, they, they're, there's specific type of content that is the same. And um, that content the same is generally uh, around the same topic, uh, around the same kind of vein. Um, and then there's just kind of a, a, a continuation. So like a good example of that would be a sitcom on TV that would be bucket content. If it's, it goes through the same cycle, it's the same type of pattern. It's the same type of content at the end of the day. And generally there might be other themes, but you're going to get something delivered that same way. Now that, that being said on YouTube, um, you know, you could go to any channels like last to leave channel wins, fill in the blank, last leave channel wins a dollar, then if you go to $10, goes a hundred dollars. So it's kind of the format. And then it's around a specific keyword set. And then it, the fill in the blank is the variable that makes the, the video unique. Okay. Does that make sense? It, it, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just wanting to make sure that everybody here uh, was, yeah. you know, kind of up to speed on that um, uh, just because it was mentioned. Um, so yep. really quick, um, a killer obsession says, how does one become a student of yours? So um, Daryl has a program called channel jumpstart. Um, so if you just go to channeljumpstart.com, um, then you'll see all the information um, about that. Um, when he talks about like his students and, you know, um, when he makes those uh, references, um, he's referencing students from, from that program. That's right. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list, uh, we've got... Waiting for the uh, page to load. Okay, here we go. We got Ducky's Adventures. <laughs> Ducky's Adventures uploads one time per year or more. Oh, wait, no. That, that's another stop-motion animation. Okay, so we did that <coughs> one already, so we'll do it again. So um, it's a travel channel. Um, the travel channel name is Da Adventurous, Colensius Da Adventurous. Um, it's travel. 
the goal is to get rid of the nine to five. And the question is how to get more watch hours. So let's convert that question into what tips do you have for helping content creators um, learn how to keep their viewers watching for longer periods of time? Like, yeah. like let's, so let's kind of frame this around um, the tips um, from best practices and um, just things to keep in mind when you are like, you know, looking at your audience retention graph and how to kind of interpret some of that. Yeah. So for me, um, the main goal that I want to achieve, um, you know, with, with any channel or content is to when someone watches something that they feel like, oh, man, it, like it just felt quick. Um, and I don't mean it in the sense of the edit, but I, I want them to be lost in time. Um, you know, it like I've walked to theaters and it's like a three hour movie and I can fill every second of that three hour movie and it's brutal. Right. And then there's others that are four hour movies or two, three and a half hour movies. And it feels like 20 minutes. And I'm like, man, where did like, this is so great. And so I want to create that, uh, on YouTube. And for me, uh, like I said, where I focus in on it, it is actually the start. Um, so it's the click and then the hook. And when you do the click and the hook, that is really bringing people into what you promise to deliver on in that title and thumbnail. And then ultimately, it's just setting it up. Um, that setup phase, I, I think a lot of content creators uh, do things differently. They might do branding and they might get de detracted from that. Well, no, uh, the most sacred time that I actually have in a video is the first minute. If I don't, if, if I don't fulfill on the promise of the title and, and, and thumbnail, uh, within a few seconds and then set that up, set the rest of the video up, uh, in that minute where there's a payoff moment at that minute mark, then I didn't do a very good job. Um, and, and I didn't do it cause like most people will give it a little bit of time. The curiosity factor is let it go a little bit, but then they're gone. And if they're not pulled into that story by then, then you're actually struggling. And then about every two minutes after that is where I want to keep the cadence of really re-engaging people. Um, and there's different ways to do it. I, I, I think there's camera movement and angle. There's editing that you can do. But the best way is to really identify what, what's the value of each segment and what are you trying to get the viewer to do? What's the viewer's journey along in that video? And when you start really honing in on that in a way, that that you're almost predicting hey they really love this that's when you get better as a content creator because when you see it in analytics hey it's spiked here that's great they really love that we, we round it they found value and then you you know anytime that you do that well you test it out again to make sure it works but like you know hey that that's something that we can do to go deeper um uh you know keep people through now i want to give this one example because this is like the best example um that will uh, equate into more watch time. Um, so Matt's off-road recovery. Um, he's a partner of mine and we, I, I spent like, uh, probably seven months just really trying to understand the audience. Like I was watching a lot of content, reading a lot of, um, uh, comments and so on. And I went back to him. I says, Hey, I'm, I, I think we're ready to edit. And, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to take, take over the edit. And I feel like I have a really good understanding of what's going on. And so I took that over and ultimately, um, the edit came back and it was longer than, um, than what he was used to. Uh, in fact, it was well over 10 minutes longer than what he was used to. And he goes, this is never going to work. And I says, I says, Hey Matt, I love you. 
Um, but but let's let's just kind of see the data. If it doesn't work, we're, we're going to learn from it. But we, we need to be in a position to try and experiment in new ways. And he's a great storyteller. I'll be honest with you. He's great. He's authentic. You know, people love to see it. And he's, he's good at it. Um, well, we left more of the story, what we thought the so-called story was in it. And, and ultimately, um, he got 92.6% retention rate. Wow. In the first 48 hours. And it was the highest speed video they ever had. And the only difference was we left more of the content in there. Like we just, we just built, we had the elements to build the story where it felt short and people loved that video. They just loved that video. And after that, uh, we would be definitely in the high eighties, um, you know, and then, and then, you know, just getting our pattern down. But I think the biggest thing would be is when people click on it, um, you're, you're making a commitment to them that it's worth their time to watch the whole thing. If, if it's not worth their time, you need to shave that out. But if you can bring storytelling in a way to pull them deeper into the story, then that's what it's all about. And I, I'm, I'm here to tell you that that's what I look for um, in every aspect. Um, and then two, uh, keep in mind that people in the videos are characters. We actually had a character leave. Um, she got married and she's living, she's ranching somewhere and it just, it's a big commute. And so she decided to, to leave and give her a truck or whatever, you know, out of it. But it's these characters, people love them, you know, and, and that's what it's all about is developing stories and the characters that they know because of past videos, the characters that uh, how they act or they'll almost anticipate. I wonder how they're going to react because of this, because I know them so much. That's when you actually have YouTube gold from my perspective. Nice. And uh, really quick, Roberto Blake in the house. What's up, dude? Hope you're doing uh, awesome nice to see you in the stream today. Hope you're doing great. Mark, what's going on, dude? Looking forward to seeing you at uh, Vid Summit as well. Hope that you're doing awesome. So um, next question that we have here uh, on the list, I love, I just want to say it really quick. Like, I love seeing, like, all the people in the chat, like, hey, see you at Vid Summit, see you at Vid Summit, see you at Vid Summit, see you at Vid Summit. Absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, love it. So uh, next hey, up hey, here. Nick, we've, Nick, guess huh? what? I'm going to see you at Vid Summit. <laughs> Yeah, see, it did something. <laughs> so, uh, next up on the list, and Roberto, too, he didn't say it, but yeah, Roberto, see, it did something, dude. So, uh, we need shirts, see, it did something, right? Um, so, Build with Mooney says uh, they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for uh, less than six months. They do woodworking content. Um, the goal of the channel is to share and teach. And the question is, um, I'm learning the hard way that making more videos and just trying to get better, um, or making more videos and just trying to get better. Question is, my shorts that are doing great um, are at less than 90% average view, view duration, and I have other shorts that have great average view duration above 110% that are just in the middle of the road with views. Help me make sense of this if you can. Um, are you going to tell me to make, if you're going to tell me to make better videos, I'm trying. <laughs> hey, can First of all, like um, for you to create content, um, you have to have these massive projects and it takes a lot of time. So I get that. So um, at, at the end of the day with shorts and with long form, I, I just want everyone to know the more impressions, the more views that, that a video has, the lower the statistics is. So what I mean by that is if you have more views and more impressions, then you're your, your click-through rate will go down. Your retention rate will go down. So the higher views it is, the lower that that's going to be. Now, 
as a whole, maybe out of the gate, you might have a, a you know a video within release or whatever it starts popping off that a short might have 120% retention, which is which is fantastic, right? They're watching a little bit more. Um, and then you'll have others that that is getting more views but has less retention. You're like, wait, what's going on? Well, just keep in mind, the more people it goes out there, the more data that YouTube has, and it's going to actually bring that that um, that retention down. Now, what you'll want to do is really look at, um, and, and this is with shorts. You want to look at a couple key things with shorts. Number one, how are you going to pull people in uh, with with about a second or two? Okay, it, how are you going to pull them into that short form? And then uh, that payoff at the very, very end, what is that payoff going to be? And then uh, sometimes the payoff is too long. So if you've actually uploaded your short with a YouTube editor, what I want you to do, I want you to do this. And I want, I want you to get back with me on Twitter or whatever and say, hey, Daryl, I did this. But I want you to go to the, those videos that aren't getting as many views that are 120%. And I want you to see if you can shave off a little. Because some, sometimes as creators, we, we give too many, too many frames after you know, um, the, the, the payoff is done. I want you to edit it to the payoff, give the payoff. Orders. Okay. That's great. And I want you to shave it right there. And if you, if you do that, um, and, and let's give it like 15 days and see if it, it starts to increase the views. I just want you to do that. Uh, but you need to, you need to do it where, uh, the only way you can do it is if you uploaded it through the YouTube editor, um, uh, on, on desktop, you can't do it. If you did it on mobile, you're not. Able to do it. So. Boom. Next up, next up on the uh, list. Yeah, I just want to say, Daryl, like this has been such an easy stream for me because normally I just sit here and like word, you know, just just spill <laughs> it right for like three hours straight. You coming on, I'm like, man, I can, this is great, hey. right? Yeah, I can have you on every week. This is fantastic. Yeah, me and D are gonna be like, hey, Daryl, come on, come come back on. Oh, when, so, when we get the three of us get together, we just it, it's hard to stay focused with the three of us. Come on, now. right? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Next up, we've got uh, Typical Pro. Um, Typical Pro says they've been on YouTube for a year or more. Um, the type of channel they have is a Roblox gaming channel. Um, the goal of the channel is to aim, uh, they aim to create more compelling content to increase viewer engagement. And the question is, how can I retain viewers for the entire video when most drop off within 10 seconds? So kind of what we talked why, about already. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want you to ask, why are people dropping off in 10 seconds? I want you to a answer me that question. And if you can... I want you to test something to see what if you tried to change it. So you generally, if it's if it's um, a, a good thumbnail, good title, they're clicking on it. They come there and like, well, this is not what I clicked on. There's something. There's a disconnect from it. Um, one of the one of the things that it, I don't know if it's a faceless channel or if you have a face on it. Uh, one of the things that I found is if you actually do good vo voiceover and reinforce what the, was just said on the title thumbnail. And it comes up in, in written text and says, hey, in this video, I'm going to do this. Um, see if you lose people after 10 seconds on that. In fact, I don't think you will lose that many. Um, now, the question is, is what's going to happen after that, that, that part? Um, but ultimately, we've tested on several different channels, um, and it works. Now, I'm not saying that that's the only end-all, be-all. I'm just saying that's a strategy or tactic to, to, to test to see, hey, you know, we got great click-through rate. Let's see if we can keep them longer. Uh, in, in that regard. Yeah. Also make sure like, um, you know, if you are, um, you know, just getting started also make sure, um, just as a quick, you know, side tip to, um, make sure that you get your, um, content, 
um, the actual production of your content just to a place where you don't have anything distracting. Like it doesn't have to be perfect in terms of what it looks like. And, you know, you don't have to have like broadcast type audio and stuff like that. But the, the goal is to get the content to a point, like initially, is to get the content to a point to where when a viewer comes in, it, there, there's nothing distracting them to where it's not like, oh, wow, I can't even hardly hear what's going on. So I'm going to go watch another video or like this is too dark to see what's even happening. So I'm just going to go watch exactly. something else or, you know, you just want to make sure that all of those things are gone and that you just have it to where there's nothing that can take away from the from the experience that they're having or distract them from the experience that they're having. Um, blogging for new bloggers um, is next up. But before we get into that question, um, Daryl, another thing I want to ask is, you know, with all the tools um, that are, you know, coming up, because, you know, you're running, you know, a lot of channels and stuff, with all the, the um, tools that are currently available, like on the AI side of things, um, you know, because, you know, that's just like a hot topic of conversation right now. Um, is there is there anything um, specifically that you're using that you recommend other content creators? And I'm not looking for like plugs or anything like that. Like I, you know, just like, you know, like what, what are you using, if anything? Because um, I know, yeah. you know, like cloud vision and stuff like that, you know, is, is stuff that you use, but outside of, uh, uh, just, yeah, I'll just shut up and let you answer the question. Yeah. So we have some <laughs> internal tools that we've developed, um, that, that taps into Google and a few other, a few other APIs. Um, so those are the ones that I probably use the most outside of that. Um, I, I, I do believe chat GBT four is interesting. I think Bard is more interesting from my point of view. Um, and, and I think there's certain things that you can do to help expedite your co content creation. Um, what I don't want it to do, though, is lose from the passion because, like, it doesn't matter how amazing the, this, this uh, AI can pull in your content. It's that it's really connecting. And if you're not emotionally connected to it, I don't think it's going to connect with the viewer. Um, I know people are really amped on it um, where – they're like, hey, this is going to replace YouTubers. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. It'll be a tool for YouTubers to use. Um, and and ultimately, yeah, there's some great advances there. But at, at the end of the day, there's still a lot of hurdles that they need to get through. And I, I, I personally think that the world would be boring if everything was that way. I like the unpredictability of hum humanity, right? Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so I use that. And then there's a tool that is a, a Chrome extension called um, uh, Harper AI. Uh, integrates with uh, ChatGPT4. You're able to to really do a little bit more research in a way, uh, pre-programmed um, stuff. But yeah, uh, other than that, I mean, we we can get into so many. I mean, this could be literally an hour and a half conversation. But I I would say this, and I, I want I want everyone to hear this from my lips, and and um, you know, if, if you're really worried about leveling up your content by getting the right type of tool you're missing the whole point of how to succeed on youtube you are you need to become a student um and it's not the people that have the best tools i've had people that had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on equipment and they have the, some of the best tools to, to make content but at the end of the day it's about making content and, and bringing that value and i've seen channels succeed with just a phone you know and, Me too. I have a friend here in Thailand, a, um, 10 months, yeah. 100,000 subscribers, you know, from when he started the uh, channel, no extra microphone or anything, just on an iPhone by itself. And he just continues to thrive, continues to have like a really strong community around his channel. He since added like, you know, like a lavalier mic and, you know, some things like that. But um, he still mostly does everything on his phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying is I, I do believe it's about that connection, right? And so there's, 
like, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, um, you need to pay very close attention. But if I was to put a designated amount of time on improving my content or ex exploring these new tools that I can bring into my content, um, I would probably spend more time on my content and then literally lock in times during the week that I can explore and I can test because you want to innovate. You want to become better. And maybe there's a, a, a process that's going to help you improve by a tool that's actually helping you. But I think at the end of the day, the tool that I believe that everyone needs to focus in on is to make the agreement that you're going to be a student of YouTube and a student of content creator and try to analyze why people aren't watching your videos. Because I, I think at the end of the day, uh, most people are really excited about when they get some views and, and they get momentum when they don't get views. They're like, man, YouTube hates me. They hate my guts. The algorithm's out to get me. There's some change in what it will know. Uh, there's something disconnected with the, the audience. And if you'd spend time on that and, and realistically bringing value to an audience, that's great. And then two, there's some content creators that ultimately uh, they only want to create for themselves. They don't want to create for anybody else. And I think that's also a disservice because I think if you're only expecting a whole bunch of content uh, views from that, um, I don't think that happens because if you're the only the one audience, don't expect more than one view. Um, if you're going to bring value to a broader audience, you need to look at it that way. And how do I approach it in a way to engage? I was actually talking about a filmmaker that I would say is on my top three uh, filmmakers of all time. And it's Christopher Nolan. Hmm. And I'll use him very specifically because he, Christopher Nolan for the last 10 years has been using AI to help him with the scripts. And, and most people don't know that you can yeah, go on. That. He's done some interviews. That. And, um, and the whole inception, it was like, Hey, here's a scenario. Now make me another scenario from it. It's like he was doing it and um, it, it, it aids him into creating better content. Now it's him that's creating the content, not the AI. He's like, Oh, I can take this idea and here's some ideas and I can spin off it. And it's a way to brainstorm. And, and ultimately what I love about uh, Christopher Nolan is he does not do VFX. He just, he just, he just like, how do I practically bring it into camera? Like when you really break that down and you see the stuff in there and that that's his first rule, like we're going to try to do it in front of the camera and we need to be able to get really, really honed in on it. That's why I think he's one of the best filmmakers is because he's best writer, him and his brother, are just amazing writers. And, and ultimately I just love the way that he portrays and his development of the story that's what you need to be here on your own channel is, okay, own it where people are like, oh my gosh, have you checked out their channel? It's so great. They've done this, they do this, they do this. That's what's going to bring us together. And then two, uh, the tools will help amplify what you're doing in a way. But the moment, the moment that you do it because, oh, I'm out of ideas. Like if you're out of ideas, that's great. You need to have ideas, but it's like, oh, this is the best idea that ChatGBT4 says to do. I think you're missing the passion that you need to have like you got to wake up in the day that get excited to do videos you know and that needs to be around a topic and i understand that some topics can be overdone um and and you hit it over and over again i think you need to evolve a little bit i think you need to experiment a little bit but man you just like it, it's about people and you're the first person that you need to consider and it's that passion tools should amplify what you're doing not take over your content creation responsibility love it yeah, I was playing with um, a video um, AI thing today, and I was thinking to myself, like, how cool is this going to be, like, when it comes to B-roll, for example? Because, like, workflow-wise yeah. now, right, like, if you don't shoot the B-roll yourself, like, workflow-wise now, 
you know, if you are, you know, putting the video together, whatever, you're collecting all your B-roll, you got to like hunt, you know, spend hours like looking for stuff. But instead, you know, you can hop in like mid-journey, make an image for it, drop that image into something um, and just get exactly what it is that you want all the way down to color choices, right? Like, okay, yep. wearing a, you know, blue shirt. So it matches like, you know, the theme of your thing or whatever. Like it's, uh, yeah, I think that side of things is going to get really, uh, really fun and just be helpful in terms of saving time and, you know, those sorts of things. Well, no, you can get the right image, but once again, um, I think the writing's on the wall. Like I've seen this before. When anything's introduced, there's always a legal implication coming from it. And um, like if I was to say what, you know, what group that I would kind of do my, my audience or my uh, video creation around images, I'd probably do it with Adobe because they've done it the right way. They're actually using uh, their own proprietary system, but also they're using their own stock footage uh, where Midjourney's not. And I'm here to tell you that th there's legal stuff coming down and you, you think content ID is complicated now. Wait till that hits. Oh yeah. So. Not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, uh, another thing um, uh, that I just want to mention really quick is um, I would love to know your thoughts. Like some content creators, um, they think that, um, and, you know, we know better, but, you know, I would just love to see how you frame this. They think that, um, you know, YouTube is mostly about luck and that, you know, they see other YouTube channels that it seemingly don't seem to put a lot of work into what it is that they're doing, but they get, you know, a lot of results, whereas, you know, they feel that they're doing, you know, a lot of work on their end and they're yeah. not getting the results that some of those, you know, low effort channels, um, you know, seem to be getting. What, what are your thoughts um, on, on something like that? Yeah. Um, I argue with people about this all the time on Reddit. <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah. Um, let me, let me, let me take a step back. So I've, I've done, this a lot since 2005 believe it or not i've been talking with people that are putting youtube videos up and there's the mentality of of people that says like my video is better than theirs i don't understand why they're getting views there's there's something going on and yet they don't objectively look at their content um they don't see the elements um i like i have i i've had this conversation at least a thousand times you know um, at least. And, and when I look at the piece of content, I can see within two seconds why their content sucks. And, and they think it's so amazing. And um, like my favorite thing was I was having this conversation with someone like this and, and they're like, no, like mine's so much better, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you had that one moment in your video, but it was at minute marker eight. <laughs> like I, who's going to watch till minute marker eight. Like you have all this unbearable stuff. Like it's just not going to happen. So let's let's help each other, right? Um, but they're so blinded by what good content is that they just they have to attribute it to something, and that's where they're like, it's just lucky. They're just lucky. Now, I'm not saying that there is some luck involved. I'm not going to say that at all. But man, I must be one of the luckiest guys on the planet. Right? Like I I, I must be. You know, crossing a 91 billion views on YouTube. Like I must be super lucky or something. <laughs> Um, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, I just need every person to be objective, but, um, there's the other realm of, of content creators that they don't even watch YouTube content. Like, they want to succeed on YouTube. They want to, they think their video is amazing, but they don't see what a good video production is and the process of it. They'll say, Oh, I just don't like that personality or I don't like those characters. Well, look beyond that. 
Like what's actually happening there? What, how do they, how do they pull you through the video? Um, that's what you got to be objective to. And so I think for me, if, if you're in that boat, I would say, look, um, you're not succeeding for a reason and it's not luck. And, and maybe you just need to do some, some things to reevaluate a little bit better, like see why uh, videos, is there a certain pattern of success when it comes to these other videos? And it could be topical. Like it could literally be topical that it's engaging in a certain way. Um, you have to be able to analyze it. That way. But um, one of my favorite things to do, believe it or not, is um, I, I, I just like to explore on YouTube. And every day I've been on YouTube for so long and I've just seen so many different types of channels, so many different types of, of content out there. And I always look for the most views. I just say, okay, what's the most views on weird topics? In fact, I had this one topic that was actually in Thailand that I was watching and I'm like, man, this is really interesting. We're not going to see what it is. Cause I think we're going to do a channel on it. Um, but it was, it was like at least 3 million views on a form video. And uh, the next video that they did got like 500 views, you know? So it's like, there's something about that video. And I, I started to digest it and I started to go into a rabbit hole of this specific type of content. So they just did one video. I think what this creator did and saw another video that someone did, did it. And, and cause I was able to find something similar to that and they got some inspiration from it. And I found a, a vertical I didn't even know existed on YouTube just by doing that. And then two, I was able to identify really quickly what the value proposition is, why people would want to watch that type of video and why would they want to go deeper. And, and that, that right there is um, something that I think a lot of people starting out new can objectively look and see. And so I would say spend a lot of your time uh, watching good content that is going to break down. You're going to ask, why did they do this? Why did they do that? And say, what, how can I improve? Take this, not necessarily the style or anything like that, but take things that you're learning here and applying it to your videos and then objectively, did it work or not? Uh, but remember, if nobody clicks on your video, they're never going to watch it. So yep. it all starts with that title and thumbnail. Yeah. And and also, like, you know, when you are watching, you know, other videos and stuff, like, just take notes, you know, like, um, because it's easy to get pulled into the video if you're not taking notes. Like, if it's a good video, like, you know, they're good for a reason. So, like, you know, when, yep. you, when you're watching a video, it's easy to, like, just get sucked in. And the next thing you know, you're like, five minutes went by and you're like, oh, I'm like a viewer now. Oops. And then you got to kind of restart and then, you know, kind of take notes that way. So when you take notes, it just kind of helps you, you know, stay on task, at least if you're easily uh, uh, distracted. <laughs> so uh, Six Shop says, um, the amount per thousand views, um, is it linked to consistency? In addition, people have told me not to um, obsess on data. Is that incorrect? What are your thoughts? So the amount, I, I, I would assume it's CPM, RPM. Is that yeah, what I'm is? assuming so um, as well. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me kind of tell you how um, YouTube uses monetization for, for channels, okay? There's different stages of the channel. When you're first monetized, you become a YouTube partner. You actually get the um, ads placed on your videos, and they're more general ads. Like YouTube's uh, uh, working really hard to find uh, advertisers that go on it, and they're looking for different audiences. There's different factors from there. Um, what happens when you see an increase of revenue is around advertisers, believe it or not. The more that an advertiser will spend money it, it, to get their message out, the more you make as a content creator. And there's certain um, industries that spend a lot of money, like tech spends a lot of money, education spends a lot of money, uh, spends a lot of money, 
You know, there's just, just different types of advertisers that are competing. Because what happens is uh, YouTube uh, ads is based off an auction system. And so people have to bid to get their ad in front of the right eyeballs. And if they bid too low, they don't get the views that they need to, and they need those views to convert. Uh, so that's how that works. Now, when I say there's multiple stages of it, that's the one stage. The moment that an advertiser says, I want to advertise on this channel, and they name your channel, that's when you're actually going to increase your RPMs and CPMs is because now they're saying, I, I want to buy ads on this. And so when people are bidding against it, and they, they, they're bidding against the people that come on top of it, and it kind of raises up from there. Um, and so you'll be able to see that. And so the more visible you are, the more advertising says, hey, they have my audience. I want to be able to do this. And, you know, you're going to see some sometimes double, triple, even quadruple, quintuple your RPMs is based off of that. Now, there is another um, way to do it. YouTube um, does a, a preferred buying uh, on, 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 on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they they prefer, preferably find the advertisers and they have to selectively go on certain types of channel that the advertisers want to do in this block. And that, that is a preferred program that if you're on that, um, you're probably making the highest revenue in your niche that you can because YouTube's uh, facilitating the deal and, and ultimately uh, they're asking for premium pricing on it. Um, but I can tell you there's some industries, I found a couple that the RPMs are like through the roof, like a couple hundred per thousand. Um, and, and it, when you're around that, you don't get it, don't necessarily need to get a ton of views to, to actually make a decent amount of money on YouTube. So I know I gave you the very in-depth answer, but that's the way I do it. Like I, I, I have to give you everything that I know on this. I kind of feel obligated. And I, like, if I was really going depth on advertising, it would be like a two hour conversation, maybe three. So nice. The, uh, thanks for that. Thanks for going in depth, right? Cause it's easy to just like hit surface of stuff. Like I, I love it when you yep. go in depth. Uh, Construction Crony says, um, I got my Shopify site done. Um, Google approved um, all my products. Yo. That's your advice last week, Nick. Uh, you're the best man. Hey, thank you. Glad that you uh, got all that hooked up. High five and fist bump. Nice work on uh, getting Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Pull, pull that back up. Pull that back up. Okay, so here is your assignment. Now that you have it up, I want you to do a live stream. And if you have your products, let's just do a live stream on it and, and try to engage your audience to buy and see if you can see a spike in from that. I can tell you. Uh, live streaming and Shopify and YouTube has been integral uh, to uh, giving us the success that we deserve uh, in our businesses. And so I want you to do that. I want you to pick a product, give a discount code or something that some people are on the live stream and really, really push that hard. And if you'll do that, I promise you, um, you'll, you'll actually start getting in the cadence of this. And I know that it might feel like QVC or something like that, but um, I, I think the, the issue is, is how do you, how do you introduce your products now, now under that video? Uh, that's what I want you to start pushing into it. And I think if you do that and if you can see the money come in, then you'll actually be more apt to do it consistently. And my only, uh, word of caution would be just don't do it every time. Like just do it occasionally, whether it's once a quarter or once a month, whatever, uh, you'll, you'll know the rhythm. Nice. Love that bonus tip. See, you went in depth again, right? See, Chantel says, loving this conversation. Glad that you are, uh, glad that you're enjoying Dude, she, this. She is so awesome, isn't she? She is. She's I, amazing. I, 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 it's one of the, yeah, she's so great. She really is. So uh, next question that we have here um, is the 31st question. Cruising through these, we've got um, a, Apocalyptic rest Retrospective. Um, Ooh, they like do Walking Dead <laughs> recaps. The goal of the channel is to build a community and do uh, community live streams. And the question is, 
How do you know when to change your title and thumbnails to get more attention when a video tanks? Great question. So um, what's your approach when it comes yeah. to like, okay, we've published something and it's not, you know, re it's not going like we thought it would go. Yep. So the first thing I look at is the, believe it or not, the traffic. I want to know how much traffic I'm getting in the first hour, three hours, seven hours, uh, you know, 15 hours, 24 hours. And um, I'm going to very, I'm going to look very closely at those views. And if it's higher or lower, um, I'm going to look a little bit deeper. So if it's higher, I'm going to look deeper. If it's lower, I'm going to look deeper. Uh, the first place that I look is um, if it's lower, I'm going to look at the impressions. Because um, like generally, if you're not getting the views, the impressions might be down. But if the impressions are high and the views are down, that's a, that's a very bad sign that people aren't necessarily liking the title thumbnail variation. Um, and then generally, this is just me because I'm like really bad when it comes to this, but like I, like nine, nine times out of 10, I don't want to change the thumbnail because I've worked so hard on that title that rarely can you convince me I did a bad job on a title. Um, and, and it's just maybe one out of 10 that, that, that it's there. One out of 10, 10 times that I do it that way. Um, but ultimately, um, that's what I look for. And then if the views are really high, um, what I'm looking at is the traffic sources. I want to see, is there different traffic sources? The thing that I'm, that I like to go to is like, what is the baseline of my average? What's my average that I normally do? And so I know what's above and what's below. I never, ever, ever look at click through rate, um, until I understand what my average is in those, those, those times that I gave you. Cause like if, if it's higher or lower, I can look at the click through rate and you can get some real time click through rate. But the, the problem is this, and I want to let everyone know, not all click through rates the same. Um, and you need to understand that every traffic source has a different click through rate. And then they, they, they take it together and average that. And that's what you, you're able to see. And ultimately I want to know the click through rate for like, if I'm getting a whole bunch of views on, on browse feature, I want to know what that click through rate is there. And is it a higher below, but ultimately I just look at the, the view count um, to go deeper. And then when I go deeper, I look at those impressions and click through rate and traffic sources to know, Hey, this is the appropriate time to change it because it is below my average. Um, let's go ahead and, and modify it. Fantastic. Love it. And uh, really quick, uh, Neil over at Urban Van Life says, thanks to you cha two chaps. Uh, we are now full-time YouTubers and full-time van lifers. So thanks for being beyond nice people with time for everyone. Yeah, our pleasure. Dude, I, look, I, I can't wait. Are stuff. you coming? Is he coming to Vid Summit? I hope he is. Um, I'm not sure. I don't, Neil, are you going to, uh, are you going to Vid Summit? I hope, I hope he is. Um, it's been, it's been a while. It's been a minute. It has been too. a while. So. And um, from T's Hot Mess History, thank you for the super, super chat as well says, thank you for this. I lost my dog at this time last year. I'm, I'm, that hits hard. I apologize, or not apologize, but I'm sorry to, sorry to hear that. Um, and then I hit 100,000 subscribers and was too sad to care. Now I'm pumped to go to VidSummit and, um, <laughs> and, and take, yeah, that's a turnaround on that one. But pumped to go to VidSummit and take my uh, channel to the next level. This was great. Awesome. Glad that you uh, enjoyed it. But again, sorry to uh, hear about the uh, dog. Is having a little, having our little popcorn, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, Makes me sad when I see that kind of stuff. So uh, sorry to hear about that. But awesome so, that, uh, that, that we're going to get to hang out at Bid Summit. So uh, Neil looks like he can't afford you right now. Um, if it's tickets, I can get you tickets, brother. Um, like if, if that's what it's going to take you to get there, I'd love to see you. But um, just just connect with Nick for sure. So awesome. Super, super kind. Daryl spreading the love. Absolutely love it. Next question that we have. 
um, is we have, you know what, I'm going to let you take the floor, Daryl, because, uh, you know, we're, we're you know, um, right now, uh, like, you know, we've been answering a lot of questions. And I know that, you know, from your experience, because you, you know, you, you have your own channels that you do, you've worked with tons of, you know, big channels, you've worked with a lot of, you know, new content creators, for people that are hanging out here, like, uh, like, what advice do you have for people like when it comes to YouTube? I know that's kind of like wide open, but you know, like if you, if you, you know, are speaking to a, a newer content creator, somebody that's just trying to get going, what kind of, what kind of just advice or tips or, you know, yeah. inspiration do you have, do you have for them? So generally what I focus in on first is the viewer. What type of viewer would appeal to the type of content I want to create? And is there channels that have that same viewer there? Because I want to go in depth and really understand kind of them psychologically of what value is being transferred and where's the connection. And so I'll go very, very deep on that. And I try to, I don't really care about the demographics so much but I do care about the psychographics. Like what, why do they find this valuable? Um, and then I kind of break down and I, I like to look and uh, digest channels and videos that would have that viewer there. And I want to be able to validate, Hey, do they actually have this? And then two, what other, other videos and, and channels would they actually love? And so I want to try to understand their viewing patterns and relationships on YouTube and, and, and ultimately, you know, why they come to YouTube. So let me give you an example. Um, I got five kids and um, they're like, all of them are pretty much uh, alpha except for the two oldest is Gen Z. Um, and when I, when I break it down on what they do to consume, there's the, the quick content for a quick laugh and it's more memes. Uh, that's either through short form or TikToks. It's kind of like a meme moment. And then they share with their friends, but when they really, really, really want to sit down and they really want to laugh, they really want to connect it is always the longer form videos. And so I'm very hyper aware, like who they're watching and why, you know, and, 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 and I try to validate, you know, what other, what, you know, why are they watching this content for shorts, but watching this content for long? And is there a way to blend it? And then the content creators that are doing both for them, that it's like, you know, it, it, it's almost, it's almost euphoric for them because they're long form. They get excited when a short form comes out and the short forms leading to the long form and it's all about the community. So I would say the bulk of the time that I spend me um, is really trying to understand the viewer. Because the more I can anticipate the viewer, the easier it is for me to get them to click and also bring that value for them in the video. And um, this is all done without any data from YouTube. Like, like I'm getting it from other creators, other creators' channels, other creators' videos. And I'm just trying to look for the pattern. And once I understand that, then I'm able to create hypothesis of how to actually connect with them uh, 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 very in depth. And the second thing would be is I got to be passionate about something. If your passion is just, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to uh, create content on YouTube. I think this is probably something that you need to reevaluate. Um, you need to be passionate about something um, because that, if not, you're going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's never going to engage with something. You're going to kind of confuse the viewer and if the viewer's confused, YouTube can't go out and find similar viewers. And so, you know, ultimately it's like knowing that value proposition and what it is and what it's not. And um, ultimately it, it's taking risks. Uh, so let me, let me tell you about a creator that um, um, I'm partnering with right now. Um, every year we start a couple channels and um, I've had this YouTuber that came in, did a, a 
consultation several years ago. Well, he ended up working for me and I, I really liked the guy. I mean, guy is really smart, whatever. And we actually did a lot of research on the viewer and stuff. And I'm like, Hey, let's do a channel. And he's like, Hey, yep, let's go for it. And, and we started it in March and we started to upload content. Well, we get a hundred views there, a thousand views there, whatever. And, um, we were trying to really define what content works and believe it or not, we actually did it within about five videos. We just figured out we had four videos that we thought would hit it off, but there was a, just the value prop. We literally clearly identify what the value proposition was. And magically, um, as we were consistent, um, those views, um, people started to watch more than one. Uh, so they come in, watch one and they're like, Oh, this is so great. And they watch others and they're like, when you when you see ever see underrated um, in the comments, that's good. You know, people, oh, your channel needs to be bigger or whatever. They found value. Or, I just found it. Blah 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 blah. That's great. Um, this is so great. Like, hey, I can't believe I'm going to be the one that's going to be under the first. You know, this huge channel, but it's you know, I, I'm one of the people that subscribe under you know a thousand. Right. That's what you kind of want to look for, and then that that trigger. Uh, what happened? That was in March. Uh, in June. Um, uh, we were, we were averaging about, it was, it was about 18 million, um, every 48 hours, um, views. Nice. And, and when you really look at it, do you want to know the video that popped off? <laughs> it's the one we made in March. You know what I'm saying? And, and it brought up and then we started bringing more and that's what it is. It's like when you're, when you're finding your value proposition and people are looking for it and then you can go deeper into the story. That's great. And I'm here to tell you. Um, we're, we're, we're close, we're close to, uh, crossing, uh, 300 million uh, video views on that channel specifically. Nice. Um, but, but it, it, it goes back down to knowing your audience, knowing the value and willing to say, no, I can't do that because it's not going to bring the value to the audience that, that they're anticipating. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you for, uh, thank you for that, Daryl. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys got some value out of that here, uh, you know, hanging out. And uh, really quick, um, so we had um, uh, uh, one super chat comes in, um, says, um, thank you for that, by the way, says, I have so much knowledge to offer and hoping my channel takes off so I can help others. I understand that I have a lot of work to do and look forward to seeing you all at Vid Summit. Awesome. There you go. See you at uh, Vid Summit. And um, Abdul uh, Basith says, um, he also dropped a super chat as well, says, um, I'm an Indian and I want to target U.S. audience. How can I do that? Okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this. Um, with a failure of mine, um, and and I, I like to share failures because I think you can learn from the failures. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do is I started this brand new channel. I'm like, hey, I want a global channel. This is several years ago, and um, and so I, I wanted it to kind of go regionally around the world. Um, and the content could, I, I felt from my perspective, could. Well, it got stuck in the Middle East and never got out. It just like literally regionally uh, stuck in the Middle East. And, and ultimately, uh, the, the CPMs, RPMs, is not as high in the Middle East compared to the U.S. And so I'm like, ah, man, is it really worth it? I ended up selling that channel, um, and, I, and I looked at my error. Um, like, you will succeed further um, by really understanding what, what you have and what you don't. So in, in India, for example... Um, yes, a lot of the population speaks English. A lot of the population speaks Hindu. Like, there's a lot of different languages that are there. There's a lot of different cultures. And a lot of people want to, um, you know, reach out to the UK and US markets. But India is massive. 
and and there's a lot of opportunities for it. So whenever I look at a content strategy, I would say I would rather succeed in my own country first because regionally you can connect on a level that you can. And then once it's there, then I'm like, okay, how do I do this next channel that's going to hit the U.S.? Um, and I, I, I want to be able to be dominating here where it's just, just really hitting on that because there's something about knowing what good content is, how to connect with a viewer. I think you can do it e much easier when it's your own culture and your own people. Um, and, and then, and then once that's done, it's going to click with you. Oh, this is what I need to do, um, over here to reach the U S market. Uh, Cause if you just think that, Hey, my content's good for the U S I'm here to tell you that generally if there's an accent involved, that isn't a UK accent, which is English and an Australian accent, which is English, there, there might be some misunderstandings. There might be some hurdles, not saying that it's wrong, but just internally, there might be some hurdles. And I don't know that. Um, like how people can understand sometimes, or if they, they start to question, there's just a little, little hurdles that you need to do. Not saying it's, in, uh, it's impossible, uh, but yeah. what you got to do is really look at um, what, what does it take to succeed in that regard? And then you can apply it from there. But like, I'm telling you, there's just at the end of the day, it is tough. It is tough to do an international channel. It just is. I just, I'm just telling you it is. And another bonus too of going after like your your local region first is that also gives you the opportunity to build your skill sets and and be able to fully understand all the interactions that are happening with your YouTube channel as well. So like once you get it to that point um, where Daryl was talking about with it being you know, like a thriving channel, then it also gives you the opportunity to remove other things that you might be distracted by. So for example, right. if people are coming into your video and they're not responding to like the structure of the video, then you might say, well, they're not responding to this because I'm not speaking, you know, um, in a, you know, English accent or, you know, something like that. So instead of it being, you know, what the problem might actually be, you might default it over to something else as well. So, you know, building the skill sets, you know, along with that channel um, in your region. And then once you get those skill sets, you're like, okay, I got this now. Now let's see if we can go and, you know, do the same thing in another region. Um, you know, that's a, that's a fantastic approach. Yeah. But I'm going to answer the question. Probably what he was looking for is if you say, okay, look, I just want to do it. It would be, how do you appeal the most to somebody that's in the U S uh, first off, you got to upload on U S time. I'd upload on East coast time. I would probably do it earlier in the morning. Um, you know, cause that's going to be late at night or in the night. Um, in India so that not a lot of people are watching. Um, and then, and then too, I'd be more um, interactive during that time too. So that means you might have to forego a little bit of sleep there uh, to be interactive uh, from that point. I would probably that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what doing right now, <laughs> but, um, but that's what you got to do is, is own that. And then, and then the second thing would be is really look at and understand the trends that are happening in the U S um, so that, Sometimes when you're in a different region, you don't know what's actually happening in certain areas. So you want to be able to be relevant there, regardless of content. Uh, because as soon as you get, uh, as soon as it happens, YouTube's looking at uh, regionally where you're at. Because the way YouTube works is you have regional pockets all around the world. And that's where you'll get the most love. That's why I was saying, hey, try that in India first. But Nick's able to do it right here. He's, he's in Thailand right now, but he has to stay up. It's like midnight right now. You know, and and he has to do that just because he's on the time zone of his target audience. So you have to sacrifice a little bit there. Yep. 
So um, on that note, Daryl, thank you so much for coming on. As always, man, super appreciate the knowledge that you share here. Um, just so you guys know, if you enjoyed this, we're going to be streaming again this coming Thursday um, on the channel as well. So if you had a good time, you learned a lot here during the stream, um, Daryl's going to be back on this coming Thursday as well. So um, I will be posting or, or scheduling that one a little bit early. So make sure that you keep an eye out um, on the channel for that one. And we will see you on Thursday as well. It's going to be right around the same time also. Um, really looking forward to that conversation um, as well. And um, I also want to um, remind everybody when it comes to uh, Vid Summit, um, which is the conference, you know, we've brought up, you know, several times throughout the conversation today. Um, you can find out more information about that at vidsummit.com. Um, it's the conference for content creators. Um, so you definitely want to, you know, inform yourself about what it is. If you can go this year, um, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. If not, then at least, you know, get up to speed on what it actually is. So as soon as you're ready to go, that you can go and, um, you know, uh, see what's available for you at VidSummit. And um, again, you know, Daryl, thank you as always for coming on sharing uh, what it is that you know, super appreciated. And for all of you that are watching that are getting started with all this, just, you know, a reminder that, you know, when it comes to all this stuff, it's, you know, there's a learning curve involved. So if you are, you know, it, you know, if you're way back here in the learning curve and you're like, man, I'm, I'm you know, doing all the stuff that I can, and it's just not moving yet. Keep learning, keep, you know, like Daryl was saying before, you know, study YouTube, study content creators that are, you know, successful, that are, you know, doing the thing and, you know, work on the skill sets to improve and just understand and embrace the fact that you're, you know, just at a certain point in the learning curve and you just got to keep going and keep, you know, going through that learning curve to, you know, get what it is that you're after. So thank you everybody so much for hanging out. Um, and I will see you next Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Have a fantastic next, uh, re or ne fantastic weekend. And um, as soon as I end this, it's going to automatically send you over to a StreamYard stream where my brother, um, D and Daniel Batal are um, doing channel reviews over there. So if you wanna have you know, your channel looked at, then make sure that you head over there so you can check that out as well. Have an awesome rest of your weekend and I'll see you next time.